Alright, I see the gameplay, and it looks like we're live and ready to rock and roll, fellas. Hey there, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to yet another edition of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. With this being show number 251, the place for Sunday night talks to just kick back, chill out, uh, yeah, you know, listen to some spirited gaming talk, Xbox or otherwise, just all kinds of gaming talk from around the industry. Naturally, this is your host, Invader, and I'm really looking forward to our chat tonight. Uh, We're going to talk some God of War Ragnarok. It's finally released. We will give you our impressions on it. As well, Xbox fans are calling out an EU regulator over tweets favoring Sony. Are these callouts warranted or, you know, is it just a lot of nothing? We'll give our thoughts as well. Some really cool news regarding Gears of War. Some that, uh, you know, some news that some people have been really waiting for with the IP. So, you know, lots on the docket tonight. However, first, let me introduce everybody on this awesome panel. And tonight, we're joined by a pretty cool guy, the man behind the trophy room. Please welcome Mr. Badbit himself, Joseph Moran. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to talk about some God of War. I'm excited to talk about some EU regulations. I'm just excited to be here. Thanks for so much for having me. And bearing with me as well, because it's been a... It's been a process. I thought I thought we were recording yesterday. I was a big dummy. Oh goodness! But nonetheless, I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, no, hey, it's great to have you here, and uh, you know, I can't wait to hear your thoughts and opinions on everything that we're about to discuss tonight. Uh, you know, big fan of your work over at the Trophy Room there. All right, moving on to the TXR regulars, and first up, Mister Centurion, buddy. Hey, how's uh, your week been? It's been going great, man. Uh, hammering out the backlog. Uh, been playing, dude. I finally 100%ed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It took 300 mother effing hours to My do man. that. Okay. <laughs> crazy. I actually, I got to the end where you actually get to see Alexios go to Egypt. And basically connect Assassin's Creed Origins, and then shoot over and walk off the boat into Igor's village, uh, Ivor's village, in oh, Assassin's man. Creed Valhalla, just for it to go up to be continued in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So <laughs> I went that far with that freaking game. I'm excited. Yes. Now I'm hammering out the Outer Worlds. Uh, it's been a good week playing some games, man. And don't feel bad, uh, Mr. Badbit. I every single year, Invader has to remind me when daylight savings time like either rolls back or goes forward because I live in Arizona and we don't participate in that shit. So I every I have did. to be warned. He's like, hey, the the show starts an hour late. Don't show up an hour early. That's crazy. That, that that's so man. I I'm gonna move to Arizona. <laughs> I hate I hate daylight savings time so much. And why we have it, I have no idea. I don't. You know, farmers who needs them. That's all I can say. <laughs> reason nowadays, kids going to school, it makes it so it's brighter in the morning when they're getting on the bus, at least for as maximal time as you can have. Having worked okay. in a school, that's like the the biggest reason that like it still exists. The some of the school unions will labor will uh, lobby for it. Honestly, those kids go walk in the dark. Like, <laughs> it's nothing. It's fine. I agree. If you could go get candy from a stranger's door in the dark, you could go to school in the dark. I agree. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, 
<laughs> daylight savings discussions. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah, I could go either way. I mean, personally, yeah, I, I don't know, time change kind of. I mean, at least I got, got an extra hour of sleep, but at the same time, you know, when it goes the other way, we have to spring forwards. Eh, not such a good deal. Yeah, no, like, just keep it where we keep these, the hour of sleep. Don't do the pressing forward thing. That's just, that's a little ridiculous. Just give us the hour of sleep and we're good. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I, I agree with you, Mr. Bad Bit. Moving on here. Tim Dog, buddy. Great to see you back in action. How's things? Good, good. I had a really, really eventful uh, week last week. Um, had a bunch of things going, a bunch of the city. Uh, played some Persona. I've been playing that. Uh, I'm trying to trying to definitely finish that game. Twenty twenty eight hours in about. Uh, but uh, happy to be here. Uh, happy that we have Mister Bad Brit here. A nice nice thanks for coming on. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. So uh, looking forward to the show. Tim Dog, how do you feel? You're twenty eight hours into Persona, and I you, love you, it. I'm, you just I mean, got through the prologue or whatever they call it. Yeah, um, so it's much. yeah. I, you know, I have I have a bet with somebody to finish this game, and um, you know, I've been here in 120 hours uh, to finish it. But yeah, uh, to be honest, um, uh, it's a game that I I, I I like. I like games like this. I loved Like a Dragon, and okay. uh, a lot of the things that were from Like a Dragon are kind of in a weird way in this game they kind of like or like a dragon bar from persona i would say because mm -hmm. persona was out first but um yeah i'm thoroughly enjoying it uh thoroughly enjoying building up my characters my 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 traits and uh you know building up um you know the uh the level so the game is uh not as tough when you go into the palaces and stuff like that um so, but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I really, um, you know, uh, obviously it's a game that's been out for a while. Uh, I've always had PlayStation. I just kind of knew what it was about. To be honest, I didn't know it was like like a dragon, um, or what type of game it was. I knew it was in uh, a JRPG, but um, uh, you know, playing it, uh, uh, you know, surprised me. I, I'm just, uh, I'm a big fan of it, um, and. Uh, Look it's the to music it. for me. Like the music yeah. is fantastic. It makes me want to dance. Yeah, it's just like, the, it's so true. Yeah, for me, I like I I I try my best to try to get into JRPGs, but I for some reason I can't do turn based to save my life. But I do mm. feel like that game is gonna be perfect for like X Cloud or like the Switch yeah. where taking a mobile. That's where yeah. I think that game is gonna really yep. shine. I played about I would say half and half. So half, yeah, nice. but it is a beautiful game when you play it. On your OLED or your HD TV or 4K, uh, the game is is, is visually, uh, uh, I would say, pleasing. But playing it on the cloud uh, is definitely accessible, and it's a great game for the cloud. You don't really, you know, have any kind of issues. There's no no fast twitch based stuff. Uh, it's just basically, you know, you can uh, decide what you want to do if you want to use medicine, block, whatever. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a definitely a showcase game for xCloud. Nice, nice. Nice. And even in the chat, Thimber saying, Oh, I'm, uh, watching the podcast and playing persona five. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice there, but very nice. Moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley. Hey, how have you been? Uh, pretty good. Just, uh, 
ready to get into some of these topics from uh, some of these uh, comments and some news that we found out, obviously, we'll get into later with some of these IPs. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, excited to hear about uh, Ragnarok, how that is from the people who have played it, so I can hurry up and finish the rest of that God of War as I reiterated last week. But hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. this one's just as dope. So looking forward nice. to it mm-hmm. and we will get into that very very soon but moving on down the list uh general mld my friend how are you hey doing pretty good here yeah just uh you know hammering away at the backlog myself uh i, I finished titanfall uh two but at the in the 120 frame frame mode that was pretty good mm-hmm. now i'm on hellblade as well in the 120 mode but also at the same time, chipping away at Persona. That's a long game. I don't think I can beat that uh, anytime soon. But I just beat the first Palace, first Persona game. And I, I love it. Yeah, like coming off Yakuza like a dragon, it's it's really good. I, I, I'm in love with it. So yeah. Nice. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, everybody's playing the Persona. I don't know. I guess I have to get in on this action at some point. <laughs> uh, sometime. Sometime in the backlog mess <laughs> all right and uh to round out the crew crusader how are you been i'm good if my voice gives out during the show tonight i apologize i had karaoke with the the friend group from college last night oh, hot damn. i know so we usually like to do it once a month but people got married in october and went on their honeymoons and we couldn't do karaoke <laughs> I, you know i kid but like uh I was very. We were all very excited to go do karaoke last night, and you know I've been playing a lot this week. Um, at the end of last week, I finished the three remaining God of War titles that I hadn't played on PS3 because I wanted to have oh, everything. Nice. I'm actually super happy I did because there are subtle references to a lot of them, in, in mm-hmm. you know. But uh, super happy I did that. And now I'm playing. I'm playing Ragnarok, and I'm a. I'm addicted to Ragnarok. And I, you know, I've been playing some Fortnite and stuff, and. Uh, unlike Centurion, who's trying to chew through his backlog, I'm continuing to add to it with things like the Kingdom Hearts All-in-One collection and uh, a boatload of games on the Xbox sale today for like the 360 and stuff. So it's Damn. yeah, it, it's 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 going to be a good time. I, I think we might try to beat 100 games this year. I'm at 84 right now. We might Ooh, try to get wow. to 100. Nice, nice. I, I'm Honestly, slacking. I don't know how many games I've I've played this year. I keep nowhere near 80. Yeah, I, I people do up, like yeah. the GG app, and like uh, we talked about this actually last week. And I just uh, on on the trophy room, and I, I just I need to be better at it. I, I use really backlogged.com. Backlogged.com. Okay, yeah, let me see this there's up. like backlogged is like the game one, and then there's another one like that's made by the same people for TV shows and movies. Okay. And you can just keep a journal of like where you watched them, what you rated it, stuff like that's great. Hmm. And you, you have your own profile, so you can share it out with friends and stuff, and you can follow your friends and see what they're playing and stuff like that. Cool. All right. Good to know. Thanks for uh, sharing that, Crusader. I'll have to look into that, too, actually. Seems like a pretty useful app. Uh, let's see. Okay, guys. Well, a reminder before we begin that we've got a giveaway going on for a limited edition Xbox headset. Check that out in the link provided in the description on how to enter on Twitter. Uh, again, it ends December 1st, so hey, get in on that. Time's uh, ticking away there. Also, please remember to share this show out as we'd love to have more people here and give it a like. And hey, if you're new to the channel, give us a sub. We'd love to have you stick around. But okay, you know, with all that said, let us move on into our first topic tonight. 
And the hotly anticipated title God of War Ragnarok has finally released. It's available on PlayStation platforms and has been seeing a lot of praise from the looks of things. Been seeing a lot of praise. I know a few people on the panel have played it, and I want to know all their thoughts. You know, honest opinions. Uh, Mr. Badbit, Joseph, uh, why don't you kick us off here? Uh, have you had a chance to play God of War Ragnarok yet? And if so, hey, please tell us your first impressions of it. Oh, absolutely. I've put up around 20 hours or so into God of War, so I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty in. Uh, uh that being said though, walking into God of War Ragnarok, I got to tell y'all my my history with God of War is almost non-existent. I was not allowed to play God of War as a kid because uh my parents found out about those you know those quick time games <laughs> uh, on 60 minutes so we we <laughs> couldn't you know i couldn't partake in god of war and by the time like god of war 2 or 3 came around i was i was already busy i was deep into gears of war so like that was my gal so for me i've never been a big god of war fan because kratos never clicked god of war 2018 he clicked. He was a fantastic character. What Corey was able to do with him and his story and Atreus's story connected with me. And I think at that time, you know, that one shot camera, um, that was that was impressive. There was just so much about that game that was just impressive. And just through the storytelling aspect, it was fantastic. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So God of War Ragnarok, all it has to do is be more God of War that I really like and tell an interesting story because where 2018 left off it, it it gave a really great premise of we're already going to tell you how this whole thing ends you're you're going to fill in the details and god of war ragnarok follows that to a t and every character's arc though atreus and uh you know kratos are on the same journey their arcs are different but they both have to do something similar and I really dig where the story is going for those characters and how they're playing with, you know, destiny, fate, and, you know, really personal stuff that I can't get into because of spoilers. But it does a really great job of nailing those aspects while giving feelings uh, that these characters are going through or portraying their feelings that we can relate to. So, you know, we've always... You know, it's 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 kind of like a kid watching their parents age, and uh, you know, a, a a a parent watching their son grow, or their 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 daughter grow, and like those thoughts and feelings are portrayed so well here, um, that I'm thoroughly enjoying what Ragnarok's giving me in the story department. Also, the dialogue is just fantastic, um, and when it comes to the combat, I saw a lot of people going, hey, "It's just more 2018." I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely. I, I I wasn't expecting a racing game. <laughs> I'm expecting a more refined experience from 2018, learning from mistakes that they've had, playing with different weapons and combos, and Ragnarok does that. It feels a lot punchier. The combos feel really great when you actually get into the rhythm of swapping weapons mid combat, mid combo, and mix and matching. Uh, it feels great. And the one major change that I feel or improvement from 2018 here, uh, when they talk about variety. Now, variety in combat is you're still there's there's still the same enemies. I'm not gonna I'm not here to tell you that that's changed. No, mm -mm. Uh, there's more of them, so that's great. 
But the variety I think they talk about is in the boss fights. You're not fighting the same ogre three times. You're fighting way different bosses each time. And each one feels great, feels challenging, feels like there's something on the line. A lot of these narrative-driven games, they feel like you're on a roller coaster and you're just you're not really achieving anything. You're just going through the paces. Where in this, it feels like I'm achieving something when I'm beating these bosses, um, which is something that I get when I'm playing an Elden Ring or you know Bloodborne or whatever have you. So there, combat, it's more of what you know you love. Or if you don't like, uh, it's not going to it's not going to change. Um, and when it comes to the level design, ooh wee, <laughs> I really dig it. Uh, there's far more to discover. There's a lot of puzzles to, for me, I'm not a big puzzle guy. And I saw, you know, my good friend Ames give her critique of like, eh, it feels like they help you too much. I actually feel like they don't help you enough, um, but they feel challenging and I feel rewarded when I'm solving a puzzle or when I'm turning a corner and go, oh shoot, there's something here. So overall, God of War Ragnarok for me um, is a really damn good time. And I keep, while playing it, just think to myself, this is a sequel from one of my favorite games of all time, and it is nailing it 100%. Everything what I, I hoped Santa Monica has achieved for me. And then on the other hand, I have a game that I also love made by my favorite developer, that is Elden Ring. This year, I have I am just eating. It's good eating. I'm not worried about which one's my game of the year, which one's not. I'm just enjoying what's been handed in front of me and just celebrating it. So I'm utterly addicted to God of War. I, I can't wait to see where it goes, but so far, so very good. And that's been my TED Talk. All right. No, that's, <laughs> no, I love the pep talk. A lot of honesty, a lot of, uh, no, that's a really interesting opinion. Uh, a lot more, like, you know, very honest, right? A lot more in-depth than I've I've heard from a lot of other people. And, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, I've also heard, like, these, like, um, you know, someone saying, like, this is the, these are the best side quests, better than The Witcher 3. Uh, I've played a lot of The Witcher 3. I haven't beaten it. I would not go far to say this is some, like, this surplants Witcher 3. They are... The, the side missions, for the most part, are not just memorable, but they're important. It's similar, the the way they structure these side quests are similar to the way Ghost of Tsushima structured them, is if you want to learn more about these characters, you do these side quests. And it's going to fill out their arc, or you're going to understand their arcs better by doing them, and they're going to be a more well-rounded well character for you. And the one thing that I really love that I see is how the completion rate so far when you when I pop a trophy on these side quests to see like people are actually taking the time to do them is is it's fantastic so game's great it's living up to my expectations but when people are like it's more God of War absolutely it's more God of War and if you liked it you're gonna love it if you didn't not for you all right all right that's fair that's fair um like how would uh, like because uh, you had said that you know when you were younger that you didn't play uh, like a lot of God of War uh, before. Um, like, did you ever get back to like playing the earlier games like later on in life? Or? <laughs> yeah, God bless PlayStation now. Oh man, what a disaster! Um, <clears throat> I played God of War one uh, this year. Yeah, right. Yeah, this year or last year, um, and I loved it. I was like, actually, this game, this game 
for a PS2 game, ages with grace uh, in terms of the gameplay department. It's, it's solid. But on the last level, I crap you not, my guys. It just it crashed on me because that's what PlayStation now does. And my save was corrupted, so I couldn't even go back to it. So in my mind's eye, I beat God of War 1. I'm not going back to it because I'm not putting that much time into something again for it just to crash because PlayStation now is not good. Uh, then I played God of War 2. I'm like, I'll just start here. And uh, same thing happened. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? It's not meant to be. Uh, hopefully, who knows? Maybe the new PlayStation Plus tiers will get uh, uh, decent <laughs> so I could go back to it. <laughs> mediocre i'll just bet i'm praying for mediocrity uh that service right now um but <laughs> I, I will go back to them one day i absolutely will just not not on that streaming service thank you okay all right that's fair that's fair but uh, no they are they are pretty awesome uh titles for sure um now i know a few i think a few other people on the panel have uh played ragnarok well I, actually in fact i know one in particular uh now, Crusader, maybe you want to chime in here. Again, I know you've been putting in some time into God of War Ragnarok. Uh, like, uh, do you agree with uh, what Mr. Badbit here is uh, saying about the game so far? And uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on the game? Yeah, so I get really mad at people who say that every new game that comes out has to be like revolutionary and wildly different from what came before it, because I think that's utter nonsense. Uh, I, I think I think every once in a while franchises need a fresh enough. Resident Evil is the best franchise that's ever done that, right? It's done it twice and it's done it really well twice. You know what I mean? Um, and God of War's done it once, and I don't think we're. I, I think they could do another game without having to to change up the formula very much after this, right? Like it's it's good, and they added enough to it that they felt like they were building on it, and it feels like the kind of evolutionary building from like Halo Two to Halo Three. Right, if we want to put it into like like an, an Xbox perspective, and it's really good, and it solves most of my major complaints about the the first game. Right, I didn't like the enemy variety in the first game. I thought there wasn't enough mini boss, and I didn't think there were enough bosses, and I didn't think there was enough just like regular chaff variety. This game has all kinds of variety in all those sections. Right, and so like that that problem solved right off the bat. I didn't like how we didn't go to all of the realms in um, in the first game. And that's not a spoiler. They, that was in the advertising. That was, like, literally yep. the first thing Cory Balrog said about the game when they announced it, you know, back in, what, 2020? You go to all the realms, and it's great, right? And, and seeing... Because, like, I'm a big mythology guy, so I like seeing all the mythology stuff. That's why I actually really like the, the original God of Wars a lot. Um being said i do like the I, I do like the gameplay style of the original god of wars more just because i like the hack and slash versus the like hybrid hack and slash third person melee i'm not a big melee guy in video games i do like third person and first person shooters more than i like third person oh, or first person melee games um that being said uh, on the on the this game has enough accessibility features for someone who's bad at playing close up doing like close-up combat and stuff that like for me i'm still having a blast even though i have training wheels on um and like i'm playing on like either the second or like the middle difficulty so like i'm all playing on the easier end right i'm not a big difficulty in games guy like the only game that i play for the difficulty is mass effect and that's because i've played it a billion and a half times and i can't go back to the lower difficulties anymore it's too easy fair enough um and so i'm not a big guy who's like a fan of difficulty in games but like they made this game 
also for me, but also for the people who like difficulty in games. Because I've heard the higher difficulties in this are brutal. But yeah. then I also have I'm on I think yeah I'm on uh Give Me Grace I believe is what it is the second lowest. Okay. Uh, and I switch between it and the middle one whenever I feel like it's getting too easy or too hard. I switch between them. Uh, and I have the the mini bosses when you get them to half health, and if you die, you you go back in. You get a checkpoint where they're at half health. Um, I, I like that mechanic very much because it lets me. I'm gonna end up platinuming the game because of that. It was something I couldn't. I I, I didn't do in the first one because the Valkyries kicked my ass in the first yeah. one. Oh, um, God, yeah. So you know, like I'm actually gonna get the platinum for this game, which is great. Um, I, I think the only thing I don't like about the game is. It's not the level design. It's the level design in tandem with the fast travel system because it's the same basic fast travel system from the first game. And mm -hmm. sometimes it just takes you forever and a half to remember how to get back through the entire map to go hunt for collectibles when, like, I mm -hmm. wish I could just fast travel to each of the core areas instantly. Like, I get the whole walking through Idrazil fast travel yes. system for, like, how cool it is and, like, the mechanic but like it gets kind of frustrating when you're trying to figure out how to get back to that one area so that you can open that one chest you missed yeah right that's actually that's a good point i don't i don't like the map much yeah i don't think the map's very helpful at all the actual level design is really cool but when i'm trying to figure out how to like get to where i'm going for some of these secrets mm -hmm. it's like uh yeah and, and you know um and I, I, it was it was Gene uh, Park over at uh, the Washington Post who was saying that uh, the the side quests are better than The Witcher Three. I think some of them are very 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 good. I still think Horizon Forbidden West is the the has the best side quest in a video game that I've ever played. Okay. Like they they felt like main story missions in that game, and like they yeah. kind of feel like main story missions in this game, but they they feel disjointed enough from the main story. Whereas the side quests in Horizon Forbidden West literally felt like actual branch offshoots of the main story, not just like something you stumbled upon. Right? There's a couple yeah, of them fair. in this game. I can't talk about them, but there's a couple of them that do feel like that. But then there's there's a couple that it's just like. They resemble, like, finding the dragons in the first game, where, like, you found mm -hmm. out about the dwarves who put their souls into the... the and became dragons uh, yeah. in the first game. There's some of them that feel like that, where, like, yeah, it's really based in the myth, but, like, the, it doesn't, like, tie into the main story at all. You just kind of discover it. Um, and so that that's where I have to say that I don't know that I can directly say that the side quests are better than The Witcher, because I haven't played The Witcher, but I've seen enough of my friends play through it, both in college and we watched. My, my one friend streamed an entire playthrough to us in Discord. Every night we would just hop in and watch him while we were playing other games. Nice. And so, like, I can't say the, they're very, very good side quests, right? They they should set, like, like, they're up in that tier. I just can't say that they quite surpass. Yeah. Um, it That's is fair. what I'd say. And, like, a lot of people are like, this is their game of the year, and there's... I, I absolutely agree that this is going to be a candidate for game of the year. For me, personally, like I said, I'm not a big melee uh, and games for difficulty kind of guy, so sure. some of it's lost on me. And so, like, it's personally not going to be in my personal game of the year, but my game... Like, when I'm saying my game of the year, it's whatever gives me the most serotonin as oh, a human absolutely. being. Yeah, and absolutely. right now that's that's how it should be yeah right now that's a three-way tie between destiny 2 witch queen i do count mmo expansions it's one thing that people get mad right. at me but i do count mmo expansions like final fantasy 14 and walker if people wanted to say that's their game of the year i would be all for it um yeah. like like last year that is um 
so it's either Destiny 2 Witch Queen or Plague Tale or Horizon Forbidden West, which is hilariously a third-person shooter, but it breaks people's brains when, when you say that. Yeah, it's bows, not guns. <laughs> it's a third-person shooter. And I yeah, thought um, you were going to say Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon has a good chance of being my game of the year, right? It has a good chance of being it, only because it it scratches that same itch that looter shooters scratch for me, because it is... Mm. It's without a shoot. It's a looter, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it, in principle, you're catching the different Pokemon, right? So there's a good chance that this Friday I'm going to be playing my game of the year. Don't know. Mm-hmm. May, it probably will end up being Horizon Forbidden West, but um, okay. uh, but I do. I I am captivated by this game, and like I said, I think I, I don't know if I said it, it earlier. I'm very happy that I played the original three because I'm a big fan of games referencing their past, not necessarily yes. making it mandatory to know, right? Like, if you're in a trilogy, right? Like, God of War 2018 was basically mandatory for this game. Now, they, they made a great th- recap video in the beginning that makes yep. it so you can just jump in. But it's, like, mandatory reading for this, whereas the original Greek God of Wars aren't mandatory reading. They make stuff make a little bit more sense, but you don't need them. There's enough context clues, but if you've played them, you get a lot. You get a lot out of the game, like when they're when they're having conversations. Like they there's there's one conversation where they reference. Uh, uh, um, I think uh, I know what you're talking about. His his, his pre- like previous relations in Greece and like other yeah. gods in Greece and stuff like that, and it's just it's great. Um, and there's even some the thing, ones when, really when, when they do that too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good job. Uh, but like when they do that too, it you can see that like this is the same Kratos. He's just learned. I love when they do that. There there are times that they reference that, and there's a uh, uh, two personal connections via this uh, side mission where I'm just like, oh oh, that's yeah. a deep cut, or like that was a unpopular God of War, and you're 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 pulling that as a reference. I love I love uh, when they do that. Star Wars does that uh, a lot. They're like, hey, this is like, we get it. No one likes Solo. Like, this guy's in here. (laughs) And he mattered. Damn it, Um, you know? Yeah, and like, uh, Halo Infinite kind of did that with Halo 3. There were a lot of Cortana lines from Halo 3 and Halo Infinite. Um, And so, like, I really like that kind of stuff in games. So, like, when I, when I, when you have a long standing franchise and making references to long term fans, now I'm not a long term fan of God of War. I played God of War 2018 for the first time last year. Um, That being said, I, I loved it. Great game. Uh, and this year I was excited for Ragnarok and I said, Hey, I'm going to play all the God of Wars before it. So I played God of War one, two, and three earlier this summer at some point on my PS3. Nice. And then I played, um, I just played God of War, Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus on my PS3 as well. I couldn't get Ascension, brand new copy of Ascension. Couldn't get my PS3 to load it. It would freeze the whole time. So I had to play that on PS plus premium. Uh, I mean, P- I didn't have a crash like you did in PS Plus Premium, yeah. but uh, God of War Ascension is not a good game. <laughs> don't play, don't play Ascension if you're gonna play. It. Just watch a lore video and it's bad. The other ones are good. Play them. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, th- it was excellent. Uh, I-, I am having a great time. I'm about 25 hours into a uh, um, Ragnarok. Yeah. Nice. So. All right. So, all right, everybody's liking it so far. That's good. I'm I'm glad to see uh, see all the positivity. Uh, like again, it, like it, it's nice to hear that you know these games are doing well. Uh, anybody else on the panel had a chance to uh, check out God of War or uh, no? Yes, no. Yeah. All right. I mean, I just figured it'd be Crusader and uh, Mr. Bad Bit. 
Um, I haven't had a chance personally to play it. Actually, I, to be honest, I haven't played uh, 2018s either. But I will. I will get to it. I will get to it eventually. But uh, no, it looks like a pretty good game, God of War. Got to admit. I want to at least put it out there that I plan to play it. I'm just... I feel guilty buying all these damn games, and I have a backlog that continues to grow. So I've been just trying to hammer some games out of my backlog before I buy more. That's fair. That's fair. Right now, like, because we're all talking about it in one of our, our DMs, and my one buddy, he has not played PlayStation since the PS2. And he's like, damn it. Like, y'all talking about this, and I feel the itch. I feel like this is going to happen by the end of the year. I'm like, yes, go for it. This is gonna have fun <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah yeah no i have a playstation 5 i do plan on well i i, I want to play the god of war 8 uh, 2018 before i play ragnarok so it's on my to-do list it's on my to-do list um just i want to eke away at the back at the backlog first <laughs> yeah um but i feel you there man i i still need to get to vampire survivor like and, and i bought that on my steam deck when i got my steam deck not even like out on game pass i still haven't gotten to it and i need to i absolutely need to Mm-hmm. right well again if anybody in the chat has anything to share if they've been playing god of war ragnarok let us know are you enjoying it so far uh is there some things that maybe they could have done a little better or you know is it just like uh, a near perfect game you know just say let us know in the chat all right um okay guys uh, i think think that about does it for this topic but i'm just i'm glad to hear that people on the panel are have been enjoying the title uh next up on the docket we got some uh, spicy stuff to talk about and of course microsoft is facing scrutiny from regulatory regulatory bodies you know in all shapes and forms these days uh, more specifically the eu and british bodies a never-ending saga really However, recently Xbox fans have expressed dismay over commentary from an EU Commission member uh, stating that he wanted to ensure Call of Duty is available on other consoles, including his PlayStation. Uh, Now, Xbox fans are claiming he's showing bias. Uh, Tough gig, I guess, huh? (laughs) Um, Well, anyways, I'm curious what everyone here thinks about this. It was kind of random that that kind of popped up over the past couple of days, but uh, it's been getting a lot of talk. Uh, Centurion, buddy, I'll pick on your brain first here. Uh, What do you think of this person, like, his comments? Is he, I don't know, do you think he's showing a bias, or is this just kind of, uh, like, a big misunderstanding? This is definitely bias. I'm sorry, but when you in parentheses say my PlayStation like a like a chiding little child, um, and you know, but at least he did come out. Uh, Crusader put this in the DM earlier, and I, you know, kind of, you know, he came out saying to clarify, I'm not involved in the assessment of the merger and don't even work in the department dealing with mergers. As is clear from my profile, comments are personal and not a commission position whose decision will be taken on the basis of the facts and the law. Well, I don't know what their terms are to be an employee there, but I know a lot of places here in the United States, if you start running your mouth, it doesn't look good on you when you start making the institution that you work for look bad. So 
um, I'm pretty sure this dude got a little bit of an email or a little, <laughs> you know, a little stop in at the office, at, you know, wherever he works from the boss going like, hey, uh, love what you put on social media. Good job on making us look like a bunch of assholes. Um, you know, freaking I'm not going to it only takes one person. I'm not going to say that the actual board themselves is being biased. Um, even though, um, they're out of their damn mind on some of the stuff, like they're, they somehow seem to think that Microsoft is going to lock down Activision Blizzard to, to the windows operating system. <laughs> as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh my God, have they lost their mind? Dude, the only like cloud gaming doesn't work like that. You know, freaking you can play cloud gaming on, on an Apple device, a Linux device and, all sorts of other devices that don't use windows but somehow this is going to this is going to shoehorn everybody to have to buy windows based PCs because Activision Blizzard is you know that that great um dude I'm at this point you know I I enjoy watching what's going on with this whole thing because I like watching stuff like this unfold but I could have never to predicted that this whole thing with Microsoft Activision, uh, the the FTC, the CMA, the EU, the, the Brazil, every it has turned into a three ring freaking circus at this point, dude. And it's just really interesting on how, at least over on the European side, the regulators seem to love to go out on Twitter and like basically drum up like attention it's like almost like these 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 regulators are more like trying to create a pr campaign to let the world know that they exist um i mean i don't really know how to describe this situation anymore man um can you say bias i don't know you know i hate to say it but money walks i mean money talks and bullshit walks um we all know microsoft is a multi-trillion dollar company they have their lobbyists over there. PlayStation has their lobbyists over there also. Um, who am I to say who doesn't have a horse in the race at this point when it comes to, you know, who is actually listening to whose opinion when it comes to this whole situation? Um, for me, at least just to kind of just, just to put the nail in the coffin on my freaking point of view on this is having Call of Duty, whether it stays exclusive or not, is not going to put PlayStation under. They are the number one gaming company. I have to agree with what Microsoft says that if all the revenue for C Call of Duty was to disappear tomorrow, PlayStation would still be number one. Um, I do not agree with the fact that somehow Microsoft is supposed to sign some kind of magical, mythical freaking contract that Call of Duty is supposed to stay multi-plat for all of existence. Meanwhile, titles like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake are not allowed to see the light of day on an Xbox. Um, PlayStation has made in an entire um, in an entire business practice out of sh basically shoehorning games and content off of the Xbox uh, console and other platforms that are associated with Xbox. I mean, like, look at uh, Hogwarts Legacy. There's exclusive uh, content for PlayStation over there. Um, at this point, I just want it to be done fairly. Um, 
that's where the only argument that I feel any of these regulars can re regula regulators can really have is the fact that cloud gaming and subscription-based gaming services are technically in their infancy right now. And this is a deal that could definitely tip the scales in Microsoft's favor on that one concept that some, because literally they would be, the fact that Microsoft has already set the bar when it comes to a gaming subscription service. Like when you say gaming subscription service, most people are going to gravitate towards the word Game Pass, whether they are part of, uh, whether they are a subscriber or not. Game Pass has pretty much set the bar. And the fact that they're potentially going to have Activision Blizzard is going to set that bar even higher. And that's the only real argument that I feel that these regulators have to make with Microsoft on this whole situation. But going down some of the roads of, you know, that, you know, somehow PlayStation and the rest of gaming hinges on the on the fate of Call of Duty is BS. Uh, the fact that somehow Microsoft is going to shoehorn people into having to buy Windows based operating systems and all this other stuff, other stuff, because they could lock down Activision Blizzard, to those platforms. That's complete crap. Um, I, I mean, I could have not predicted that this was going to turn out the way it was. I knew it was going to be a battle, but I did not think it was going to be a public freaking circus uh, for all of us uh, pretty much consumers to watch unfold. It's been bad, man. <laughs> it's been bad to watch. So, like, as the PlayStation perspective, right, I'm the host of the Trophy Room of PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Um, you know, from the get-go, I, I, I stated really clear, this is going to go through. Uh, it's going to go through, and there's going to be caveats. Because most of the times when you see big deals like this, that's what happens. There's caveats. There's, uh, you know, there's a little amendments that they have to sign to make sure these things go through. What's happening now, I see out of the EU, and they like to do this. You're right. They like to drum up support. Uh, but governments like to show people that, hey, look at what we're making big tech do. Because big tech to a lot of governments out there um, is worrisome uh, and is getting way too big. Uh, and not like an Enron situation, but even something maybe possibly a little bit more dangerous in their eyes. So <laughs> these governments want to show people that, hey, listen, we are putting these big you know, conglomerates in check, whether that's Apple, whether that's Microsoft, whether that's Google. And all three of these tech companies love to mess with each other. In fact, most of the times when there's big mergers like these, there are definitely people trying to throw wrenches in them. So to me, I'm... I'm not surprised that this is a mess. I'm not. I. This is kind of exactly where I thought this was going to go. When Microsoft gave the, you know, has been saying now uh, and saying loudly that they're not going to take Call of Duty away from PlayStation anytime soon. You know, that was something I knew from day one. I'm like, there's no way you're going to, you just, and that was one of the part of the concern is like, there's no way you're just going to kill off a large portion of your profit from this big money maker and upset a audience way larger than any of uh, of our shows put together. You're not going to anger those folks just because you want to make them switch. You want to give the uh, the uh, the illusion of choice, right? That hey, you have a choice to to come over here. Um, you know, the EU did point out a lot of a, a lot of things of just like, well, you said that with Bethesda, but what's happening with Starfield? What's happening with Redfall? And that's 
those are fair critiques by by the EU side, at least in my in my head they are. But to me, this is where it's always gonna go. Um, this deal's gonna go through. It's gonna. And I benefit because I get to play most of these games on Game Pass, and I don't really have to think about it much. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, the management then starts to change, right? Like Bobby Kodak, hopefully, gets his old golden parachute. We never have to think about him or say his name ever again. Um, so when I see, like, this EU guy come out here, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the EU from Adam. I'm here in the United States of America, Bagoud. Uh, so I don't know how they operate much over there but when i see someone go out there and and say that to me it feels like when a politician's like hey y'all i'm one of you look at me isn't gas expensive when i fill up my ford f-150 i feel it just like you feel it that's how it feels to me it's like this fake pandering to uh to an audience somewhere it just felt weird and you're right anybody could take that because it's twitter it's it's text you could put your own emphasis on it and anybody could take that rational people could take that and just go oh wow that's that's showing some bias and eu definitely saw that noticed it and went okay let's <laughs> let's step in here because this is not the case um the eu ftc uh cma the vga <laughs> they just want to they just want to show that big tech can't just do whatever they want and so they're kind of making a a public show of it and for me i look at what's happening now as the playstation's perspective and through not what i know but what i would assume is that jim ryan as much as i don't care for him much um jim ryan looks really good in front of sony right now because jim ryan just made microsoft sweat a little bit and work a little harder for this deal to go through. As much as I feel like this man cares more about his cats than he does his general audience, um, I can't help but see this as a win when you're going up to the board of Sony. Hey, look at, I guarantee this revenue stream, this massive revenue stream, isn't going to completely leave us from here on out. You know, we're going to have the caveats that help us out because you're right, Centurion. I'm like, dude. PlayStation Jim Ryan has has been cutthroat to to do things in order to make their consumers happy or to get consumers into their ecosystem by any means necessary. And to see this, it's a continue continuation of that and then such. Jim Ryan's main goal is not to make me happy. That's just the product of him trying to become the next CEO of Sony. And if I'm Sony, I'm taking a look at what Jim Ryan's been able to do and go, all right, well, if there's someone that could go up against uh, a corporation much larger than us and and take them on head on and make them bleed a little bit, well, this is probably the guy that we kind of want in our corner right here. So as much as I'm not a big fan of him, and trust me, guys, if you listen to the show <laughs> or my show, you know I'm not. Um, he looks good. He looks really good. And as much as we like to dog him and do the little dumb memes about him, he he comes out looking relatively strong. Everybody kind of gets what they want out of this. I feel like Microsoft's going to get what they want, which is Activision, all the, all the IP that comes with that, Blizzard, all the IP that comes with that, the expansion into PC, further expansion into PC, because that's what's truly important to them. And it's clear as day as you see them go, the growth potential for PC is there uh, for Game Pass. Uh, 
you know, they're going to get what they feel like is important to get people on there. PlayStation is going to get what they want. They're going to just make sure that Call of Duty can't leave them at least anytime soon. And uh, yeah, and hopefully the workers, which is the thing I care the most about, um, are going to be in a better position because the management has changed. And the only thing that I'm always concerned about is that how does this merger and these acquisitions affect those folks? Because all of a sudden these people are now, there's going to be a, a, a shift. How does that shift harm or help? That's the thing that I'm, I'm most concerned of when I take a look at any acquisition. So when I, when I hear, you know, the only like little bit of warning when I hear like people like, um, uh, Bobby Kodak go like, Oh yeah. Management shift. Nothing. nothing there's not going to be much, you know, uh, you know, things we got to, people we got to remove. Yeah. We're, we're, everything's going to relatively be the way they are. I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that line. That's the only, that's honestly the only line out of this week that, that kind of concerned me. Cause I want him gone. I want him never to show his face in the gaming again. So to me, EU guy, are they showing their bias? Uh, I don't think EU cares. I think EU wants to get a win out of Microsoft more than anything. I think when it comes to like them showing not even bias, but like look at what they just made Apple do two weeks ago, their own product. They have to put in a USB-C port on whether you want it or not. Mm, yeah. Right. Whether it benefit, it does benefit us. They made them go, no, no, no. On your own product, you have to put this proprietary port on there because we said so. And that sucks because what if there's a technology one day better than USB-C? What happens there, right? So, you know, that eliminates Apple's choice to use their products the way they want now. Again, in hindsight, better for us because they got a shit ton of USB-C cords. But at the end of the day, yeah, EU will flex their muscles just to make sure or just to put uh, these mega corporations online. So to me, I never share any sympathy um, for, you know, trillion dollar corporations, billion dollar corporations. I say this every day. The, the day I stop playing PlayStation uh, is probably because <laughs> because my entertainment is better suited somewhere else. Um, that's what happened when, you know, uh, Xbox lost my dollar a few few years back. I came back and I love that ecosystem now. So it's about, you know, me thinking about myself, my money, what these companies are doing and fighting for me. That's the only what experience that I want uh, because I'll gladly go and play anything, anywhere. Doesn't matter because I, you know, in, in actuality, Phil Spencer, uh, that he's a nice guy, but I don't know him personally, right? He's not my buddy. He's not my friend. His mission is for his shareholders. He's not, it's not towards me, but right now our allegiances or our paths align because he's helping me out, saving me a butt money on Game Pass. That's the thing that I always think about. So like the day I stop playing PlayStation is probably because I'm not getting the 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 AAA bangers, as the kids say, I hate that goddamn word, uh, that I want from them. And I'll leave. You know, to me, it's not because of Activision Blizzard. I don't play mostly uh, Blizzard games. I play Call of Duty, but I'll gladly play that somewhere else. Like the platform doesn't hold me to it. Um, and that's about it. So to me, this the whole deal never, never struck me, um, a, a struck a chord with me. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't care if it goes. It, it, I don't care if Microsoft gets everything they want. I don't care. 
this is it it doesn't concern me much but hey it concerns other people i bet and so is what it is but to me i just see this as some guy just trying to just trying to pose as a regular person and it bombing it also (laughs) goes and i'm sorry this will be the end of my ted talk i promise it also goes to show uh you just met gamers and how angry we can be so it's gonna be this this circus is gonna be it's gonna be nuts okay Uh, just a rebuttal real quick uh i never once i never once thought call of duty was gonna be uh exclusive i i mean i literally got into so many debates with people especially uh you know uber xbox fans yeah that i said it doesn't make financial sense to make call of duty exclusive that's and they're like but it creates it creates recognition for the brand i'm like but this isn't about you wanting you know to wave the big green flag with the xbox logo on it this is about money i'm sorry it's about money that that's freaking not gonna work but yeah for well, me, like you it, remember you remember those, huh? the the arguments about Bethesda, where everyone was like, "They yeah. can't do it with Bethesda; it'll take too much money." It's like, well, this is that argument, but in the real world, we're, 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 we're this ta- is, okay. We're talking uh, money on a game that. that releases brand new. How much money? How yeah, much yeah, money could I mean. we bet that game's gonna make right off the yeah. rip? You know, Starfield or Redfall? We don't know, not, but you can. Not. That's what I you mean. You can like, set your watch to the freaking revenue that freaking yeah, Call yeah. of Duty makes. That's exactly what I mean. Like people were making that argument about Bethesda, and I'm like, no. It doesn't. They don't make enough money. Like yeah. Call of Duty clears Bethesda's like revenue by itself. <laughs> no, yeah. probably probably this 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 week. Yeah, and let's be real. Like, it, 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 it makes so no, much money. The only reason why I've ever had anything because I have a PlayStation. I enjoy yeah. PlayStation. I enjoy Xbox. I just also happen to have seen how you know over the years. Um, you know, like I hate bringing up the court of law, but I've seen people in an actual court of law get graded on a curve where this guy gets to get away literally with murder, but meanwhile, this guy over here is going to freaking get strung up because of something piddly. This, I just don't think, I really believe that, at least in my opinion, these businesses should be graded on the same level. And the thing is, in my opinion, is Sony has flexed this generation based on their market dominance when you have market dominance you can raise p you can raise prices and the masses just bow their heads and hold out their hand and pay the extra money and don't have a damn thing to say about it because that's having market dominance that's how we've got 70 dollars games price hikes on the consoles proverbials in the vr2 costing more than a console playstation has flexed their market dominance but meanwhile the eu and other regulators are concerned that microsoft might raise the price of game pass well and and to me it's not even just like market dominance just look at nintendo they'll make you buy cardboard for god's sakes when when you got the brand name they'll make you like nintendo to me is like notorious like if there's anyone i I feel like it's the worst it's them uh it's like they do they'll like talk about 70 dollar like remakes like these guys will do lazy 60 dollar remasters right and be like here's donkey kong you know tropical freeze again here's here's that here's that toad game you know um yeah it's it's just it it you're right these companies will take as much as we're willing to give them and and that and that's and that's the saddest thing so to me yeah like the bethesda thing that's apples and oranges 
Because, like, Bethesda, as much as I love them, and I love a good Skyrim, and they'll sell me Skyrim over and over again, uh, that ain't that ain't Call of Duty. No. No. Exactly. I, it's just, it's exactly. completely different. It's two different things. And, listen, yeah. at the start of this, I remember a lot of Xbox fans being like, oh, they have to make it called uh, exclusive. Why would you do it? It's such a big deal. Obviously, we just we just reiterated that they were saying that. And, uh, this show and myself included. I I knew when Phil put that that tweet out that their intention was to keep Call of Duty out. He put it out very early. Um, and uh, you know, listen. The bottom line is, is uh, and you're going to get more clarity this week on this. Um, Call of Duty, as long as PlayStation exists, in a uh, uh, you know, as long as they exist and they don't go. Uh, like Twitter or Haywire and get canceled or something crazy. Um, that's why that you don't sign an indefinite contract. You just never know what the future holds. But uh, aside from that, just generally speaking, it's always going to be on PlayStation. Um, 60% to, to 65% of all sales from COD come from PlayStation. Uh, and if you put your game in Game Pass like they, they, they want to, you can probably lose a little bit of sales up there. So there's no reason to, uh, you know, uh, take him off a PlayStation. As far as this whole thing with this guy, I agree with um, uh, Mr. Bad Brit. Uh, it's just he basically tried to get, you know, drum up support and say, hey, I'm one of you guys, and don't worry. Uh, it, was, it was probably not the smartest thing he did. I uh, definitely got spoken to uh, I don't know if he's getting in trouble but uh, you know he probably got a little bit of heat and you just uh, this this whole thing has gotten uh, very political um, and uh, you know a lot of good points made they definitely want to show that they're fighting the big corporation and I do agree there'll definitely be some consent decrees uh, UA basically EU basically said that uh, they don't foresee uh, this deal getting passed unless there is some type of, uh, you know, uh, you know, they meet the standards that they uphold. And, and probably there's always going to be, there's stuff like, hey, if Phil leaves, uh, do you have the same uh, same intentions of keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation? So some of that stuff I think is going to be written and there's definitely going to be assurances uh, but I'm not 100% exactly sure that the deal does go through 100% because uh, it has gotten to the point where I don't know if, in, in like the CMAs, if the way that was written, if it's going to be held up in good faith. Um, uh, you know, sometimes politics do, do get involved. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's all centered around Call of Duty, I don't think that there's a real argument against uh, like Centurion said, maybe there's different arguments that you can go about. Uh, the one about being tied to Windows, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that's silly because They're not on uh, uh, Microsoft sees the writing on the wall with Windows. Uh, they're declining. Um, people don't use PCs as much as they used to. I would say in the next 20 years... You're probably just gonna have very few PCs. I would, your phone is gonna basically be your all-in-one, be able to print to anything, that that type of stuff. Business applications, all type of stuff will be able to do through mobile or network or cloud. 
Um, you're not really going to need some robust PC. You, you always probably have PC for PC gaming, but for certain things like what they used to have, like work applications and stuff like that. Uh, the, just the the whole world of Windows is dwindling. It used to be the biggest part of Microsoft. So I'm I'm uh, you know I just think that uh, I think with with Activision Xbox uh, basically what they they utilized and they looked at Bethesda, obviously two different animals, and they said, hey, this can solidify our first party exclusive console exclusive problem. We'll have all these studios making exclusives. And then when they look to Activision, I do believe that the majority of what Activision makes, whether it's, uh, you know, especially games that have lineage, uh, you know, walk, World of Warcraft, is there something there or anything? Uh, that you, you know, uh, Crash, those games will show up uh, multi-platform. It's basically a Game Pass play, and it's an expansion play, and more so, you know, they want, uh, you know, I believe in my heart of hearts that even if this deal had to exclude Call of Duty and the Activision IPs for, for console, uh, I think Xbox would, would, would still look into doing the deal, obviously, at a lower price, because they want, as as we said, they want the PC side, they definitely want the 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 biggest thing is, is they want the crash the 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 game candy crush and the mobile yeah. side uh that's basically where this is all about so um you know so this I, is I, their expansion and that's a great point tim like this is their expansion in the mobile and you're seeing yeah. a trillion dollar company and how they would do it because like playstation's doing the same thing it's just on a much smaller scale because right. They're not a trillion dollar company. They don't got the wallet to do it. You're seeing a lot of these companies build up their mobile portfolio. Apple, uh, you know, Xbox, yeah, Apple, Android. Um, you know, you're seeing 2K. Like they bought Zynga. Like mm-hmm. these companies are making, uh, uh, not to, they're they're making an expansion to mobile. Right. And for Call of Duty, this is the expansion of Game Pass. Now you're saying to all your PC players that hey call of duty's gonna be here and the day that call of duty's on cloud that's a game changer and then yeah. you also have call of duty mobile like yeah. this is this is microsoft's expansion for game pass in its biggest way and you know to quote jeff grubb yeah to, to quote jeff i heard him on uh windows central a few weeks back 2023 is gonna be the truest litmus test of game pass like look yeah. it was a it's a slow year for Xbox this year, right? No doubt about sure. it. But 2023, you're going to have, hopefully, Hellblade 2. You're going to have Redfall. You're going to have um, Starfield. And then, hopefully, by the time, you're going to have Call of Duty on Game Pass. And you won't. That- yeah. You won't next year. 2023 is still within the uh, PlayStation. Uh, I would uh, say, Centurion, I would agree with you um, before this, but I don't think... I think uh, once the deal's done, that Call of Duty will be in Game Pass. I don't yeah, think the, I, I, I don't think the twenty. It's me, not it's Crusader. Oh, oh so, the, from what I'm I understand, sorry. the marketing deal with PlayStation goes through the twenty twenty three year. It's twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Twenty twenty four will be the year it'll come. All right. Yeah. Well, I so, don't know. I kind of I kind of um, kind of we'll we'll wait and see what would happen, right. but um. It's definitely possible that it, you know it's it, they'll honor it, but I don't know if they 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 could still honor the contract exclusive DLC and put on Game Pass. But I know 
that they want. I know, like Diablo, uh, yeah. that yeah. that yeah. game will definitely be on. Call of Duty obviously will be the, the 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 biggest part of it. If if it said would be done, it would be very interesting to yeah. see. Now, the, the, I Next. thought they were skipping 2023, but now they aren't, right? They have yeah. a, a game it's, coming out. It, it's a premium product from what Jason Schreier has said. It is a story and map expansion that is going to be priced at $70, but it's going to be part of Modern Warfare 2. Sounds like so ODST, but yeah, for Call it's, of Duty. Yeah, well, the endless. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like... It's something that I expect a lot of games to do moving forward, which is launch a second game with right. the first game because you can utilize, you can use all the same assets and you can get the game out. To see right. Game well, that's what they wanted to do with the endless, and then that's yes. oh, that's yep. felt falling through because of you know, before three basically went to shit, and uh, we obviously know it's <laughs> under a new management. But uh, yeah, that was the original plan for. Uh, yeah, for, for Halo. For Halo, they were going to have it, you know, past, I guess it would be season four, and then the endless would be 2023. Obviously, that's not happening. From now. what I understand, it's a similar plan for um, the future of Gears of War and uh, Forza right. as well. But, you know, listen, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, this is going to get pretty messy. And there is still a chance, and I want to tell Xbox fans, to be honest, even though uh, you know, Xbox itself feels confident. I do think that there could be a wrench in, uh, you know, there's been times where government, uh, you know, uh, regulators have stood up and they want to make a stand. And uh, whether it be the FTC, CMA, or uh, EA regulators, um, you can never think that something's going to be done. But I do agree with Mr. Bad Brit. Uh, this deal is going to have to have some contingencies, have to have some consent decrees, uh, just to have assurances, to, like he says, for all parties to be, uh, you know, uh, feel confident or feel safe, and in, in, you know they don't, they're not going to get shafted, and uh, I, you know honestly I don't think that that that's the case. Um, this is you know this is not going to be like Bethesda deal. Completely different animal, completely different mindset, and completely different goal oriented. Like we said, uh, this deal is most most likely the crux of the deal is mobile expansion, uh, Battle.net. Uh, I know that's a big part of it, and um, obviously uh, Game Pass expansion into cloud and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. Getting to some other panel members here, uh, General MLD, buddy. I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, given the situation. I know a lot of people. Again, we're just talking about this whole, you know, uh, Twitter spiel, and it didn't end up very uh, good for this EU regulator. Ended up eating some words, backtracking a bit. Uh, you got any thoughts on this? Oh yeah, uh, I was one of those guys just uh, <laughs> saying my two cents to that guy. Uh, basically, I always knew that. I mean, it's common common knowledge here that Europe is PlayStation land. It has been for almost you know every generation. They just simply prefer that console more than Xbox, and you know it's just a more generally difficult time for Xbox to really make a dent in that area. Like UK being the the main exception. So when the guy said my PlayStation, that th that was a pure conflict of interest. Uh, I think. No one knew what this guy did for a living, right? Yeah. We didn't know if he was on the on the committee, if he made an actual decision. We just knew that he's talking about the commission. 
he says my PlayStation. It's kind of like what we were what we were all thinking, like mostly Xbox fans. Basically, there's some guy, an authority figure, and especially coming off the CMA comments, you got someone deliberately uh, expressing a personal stake in the matter, and that personal stake is a PlayStation bias. So, of course, uh, you got all the Xbox fans, all, all the main personalities on Twitter just dogpiling on this guy because at the end of the day, like, I don't know, I, I, feel, like he was, uh, I, I feel like he was also gaslighting us because... He's saying we're working to ensure Call of Duty will stay will stay on PlayStation. Like, how many times does Phil Spencer have to tell everybody it is not leaving PlayStation? Like, they're saying these things over and over again, telling this lie as if, like, the more you say it, the more true it'll be. Xbox has been publicly saying this whole time Call of Duty is staying multiplat. It makes financial sense to keep this multiplat. Like, yeah, like, you're talking millions upon millions of, of sales from from PlayStation gamers. All that revenue will just, poof, go away. Sure, some will switch over, but not a lot at first. I mean, yeah, not well, everyone. And I think and, that's and the that's, point. And that's the thing, like, yeah. Microsoft's been telegraphing this for a bit. But Jim Ryan is just, it's, it's like he's cutting into frame with a little piece of paper. He's like, but write that down, though. Yeah, and then the, oh, yeah. this, is, this yeah. one's a legal document right here where the X is. That I think that's 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 this guy's goal. He's like get get it in paper because you can say a lot, but oh yeah, and that's that's another thing. Like with, with Jim Ryan there, like I feel like this guy is just he's just poking he's just poking the hornet's nest one too many times here. Like <laughs> Xbox already said after this deal is, would go through, they're not done with acquisitions. They're good. Nope. They're gonna keep going. Yep. And I feel like, yeah, like it's kind of they're kind of eroding any remaining goodwill there is between Xbox and PlayStation. Sure, their Xbox will keep their 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 own games on PlayStation. Like they're not going to just take them away. But what I'm trying to say is maybe in the future Xbox is just going to go harder on the money hats, like with a PlayStation, like like how PlayStation does with th- with third party games. The Xbox can just do more of that. Uh, it maybe it depends. What Xbox will acquire in the future? Will they acquire a bunch of little guys to stay under the radar? Will they go for another publisher? I feel like Xbox, they're really dug in to what they got to do right now. And I don't know. I feel like Jim Ryan, PlayStation, I don't know. I feel like they're almost making it personal right now. And uh, it's, it's going to drive Xbox to do uh, what they're doing even harder. So, hey, I mean, hey, we'll win-win for us, right? So, I don't know. Like, uh Needing to, needing to sign a contract for Call of Duty, I think it is ridiculous. I feel like what the they initially planned before, like a three-year contract, and kind of, you know, renegotiate at that point, because you don't see where the IP is at that point. Because you have, like, games like Call of Duty Vanguard, where the IP took a serious hit, but then you, it could bounce back with Modern Warfare 2. Like, the ser- any IP can live or die, increase or decrease in popularity by the game. So to promise it forever, like we don't know where Call of Duty is yeah. going to be in, t- in 10 years. And, 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 that's a, and that's a great point, General. The the thing I would say is, I don't think like this is not like, and forever and here on. No, it's, it's, it's more like, so the, you promise us three years, we want more than three years. And what I've, been saying a lot on the trophy room and, and everywhere is like under, understand like it ain't nothing personal in business right so jim ryan sees an opportunity to say 
I can't. First off, our portfolio, um, and this comes from the PlayStation gamer, don't y'all? But like, our portfolio has some of the greatest uh, first-party IP there are, right? Rivaled only by Nintendo. Uh, our games, we know what they are. They're open-world games. They're action games. They're narrative-driven games, right? That's our bread and butter. The problem is gaming and in, in, in development is getting more and more costly. And at the same exact time, we need to start branching off into doing games of service because we could see with games like Fortnite, games like Warzone, that if there is a if there's an opportunity to make hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, it's in these games of service games, while at the same exact time remaining true to our quota, which is the single player, you know, really important games. They see Call of Duty leaving and going, oh, shoot, that's going to hurt us. No matter if they're still the biggest company or whatever, uh, it's still going to hurt them big time financially. So they need time, and this is PlayStation's mission, they need to, time to find one or two games of service games that are going to hit. That could be The Last of Us. Hell, that could be, I don't know, Twisted Metal, whatever, whatever it is. They need those games to hit so that it could supplement call of duty by the time call of duty decides to leave or by the time that fan base shrinks because it's mostly on game pass or xbox or pc whatever have you so what this move really is guys is playstation is buying time so that they can get their games of service out the door because they have 10 games of service that they have planned they're chucking ideas now. at the wall. 12 now. And guess what? I'm thinking one or two of them are going to hit and be successful. And then <laughs> I'm being generous. They, they are throwing ideas yeah, at the wall to tough. see which one sticks. That's the hypothetical that they're going to take away Call of Duty, but they're not. No, no. no and, and they that's have the thing. to be in the position to prepare as if they were. I mean, exactly. that's what they should be doing as a company, right? Yeah. Xbox says they're not taking it away right now, right? And that's the case right now. But like 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 Tim alluded to earlier, what if or I don't know if it was Tim or Mr. Badbit, what if Phil leaves? What if Satya leaves? Yeah. And there's totally new management at Microsoft. What then? And they decide that at this point, no, we 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 want to take all of our IPs and and completely lock them down. Yeah. Right, get the new guy like what, Balmer. What position exactly. would they be put in? Jim Ryan has to prepare his company for that Good outcome, yeah. right? Like, and that's... no one can blame him for doing that because that's, yeah. his job is to be the chief executive officer to his company and protect his company's interests. And yeah. so he has to treat this deal with Microsoft as if Call of Duty will not be on his system, whether it's today, tomorrow, six years in the future, or 10 years in the future, or 20 years in the future. Yeah. He has to create a business model and plan that prepares them for that eventuality. Bam. Bingo. That is yeah. 100% what Crusader said. They're, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's why, like, when, when Jim Ryan was going after uh, Phil Spencer, I said he was no no further in the wrong – like, like he was no more – I don't think he should have made it public. Right. Now, now, yeah, you're right. He Should he have made it public? I don't know. I think yeah, he made it public he because he took offense to the interview that, that Phil made in the yeah. first place. Right? And and you, you can debate whether or not he should have made it public or not and, and the, the rightness or wrongness of that. But his his stance was that, you know – I cannot 
you know, we can't say that Call of Duty will be forever on our platform, so we we need to know. You know, we, yeah. we need to have an assurance. He's well, like, he, and, and that's his goal, is like, get it in writing, and, whatever it is. And, and if Microsoft truly wants to treat this like a Minecraft, excellent. That's, they that's they awesome. are. They, they definitely they are. Said. Yeah. Uh, yep, you know, yep. I think that that's, and I, like I said, there'll be some more clarity. There'll be more clarity I, on that, uh, you know, this week. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I, I kind of, at the first time, I, I didn't like how Jim handled it, but if you really do look at it, he's doing what he has to do um, to ensure, uh, you know, the the prosperity of his company. Or, the, you know, Call of Duty's a big deal. It definitely is. You look, you know, people were saying it was on the decline, and then phew, this year it's just like, it's amazing how it just uh, it just blew, it took over, you know. Uh, the, I mean, the, it did great. Yeah, to put it in perspective, I've not, hit prestige or prestige level um in a call of duty since god knows when like i even loved like 2019 but i don't think mm -hmm. i got to like level 55 i'm playing it every single night i'm level 55 i'm getting gold camos and like i'm i'm back in like it's already made yeah. more money than in vanguard in in europe I know. so like already it's... already it's it's already the whole, last week they passed it you know what's yeah. crazy too is that um and I kind of, this is sometimes why reviewers, uh, uh, you know, that you question it. Like they all, they seem to just follow the same, uh, you know, they just seem to follow the same line of thinking. But there's no way this game should be uh, the Metacritic that it is. Uh, I definitely think that it should have done a lot better. Uh, people were just kind of, when they reviewed it, I guess they thought it was, uh, you know, just going to be, you know, uh, fatigue or whatever. But for it to have a 74 Metacritic, and uh, and be this successful uh, you know and people genuinely really like the game they say the campaign is yeah. awesome um and stuff like that so uh, i kind of well, thought that's that the thing. Was... i i don't i don't really like for me like metacritic concerned like i don't i don't i i only care when it's like <laughs> to make sure that I, i'm i'm making it like for example if god of war got a 74 i would not have bought the Johenheim or whatever edition right um but you know when it comes to like madden we don't take a look at madden score we don't typically the gamers uh you know don't care or fifa those games are probably sitting around 60 70 right but they still sell bajillions of, of dollars right they still they still make that that buck like for me call of duty is one of my favorite games this year i can't believe i'm saying that because usually it's not um so like my personal review or like the number i'd put on definitely would be higher than you know um whoever at ign rated it a six but like to each his own you know it is what it's like to me I, when, when it comes to call of duty the only time that it would probably hurt its sales is is if it was vanguard and it was truly something <laughs> something that bad you know <laughs> now i have to ask eric shockley buddy uh what do you think of the comments here do you agree with what everybody's uh commenting on uh do you have your own thoughts please uh chime in yeah for you know for the most part what most of what's been said um but yeah it, it definitely it we already had kind of this like notion of like eu is going to be like the hardest on them um, and there's already kind of that, like, hey, they're going to be more harsh on them than probably, you know, and be more in favor for Sony. And then when when a comment comes like that from, like, one of the people 
that's at least supposed to be somewhat attached or involved. Um, it definitely kind of leans toward, uh, and a lot of people have pointed out, like, what about all the other deals that Sony does? Because people get that, hey, exclusive deals have, you know, been happening forever. But, like, Sony is also kind of, like, doing, like, every, trying, they're trying to lock down, like, every major uh, third-party, you know, exclusive. So um, they're just trying to, like, hey, we're not going to buy them, but, hey, we'll lock them all up for the first year or two. So pretty much you get, you know, we'll try to lock up as many as we can, if not all of them. If they could, they would. Are we still here? Oh. Did Shockley Maybe. die? Shockley, Jim cut out. Jim, Jim shot him. <laughs> he said too much. I was about to say he Jim Ryan. Too much. Jim Ryan just <laughs> muted him and pulled him from his chair. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened there, Eric. No, but I, I think I think uh, you know. Um, overall, I think we're all really sick of the freaking regulator talk. I mean, listen, I've been a gamer all my life. I've been socially talking about video games on forums since 2007. Been involved in all the great debates. This one just goes on. Like I don't want to know about regulatory boards. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. G give us a decision, either not going to do it or or going to do it. Hopefully by this this the shortest time that they possibly can. Because I am so sick of talking about it. Honestly, I talk about it. I do two podcasts. This and in RDX and like I said it's at the point where I'm driving my it's driving me to lunacy like I can't <laughs> stop it's the same you know, it's just like no, no, it's, sorry to interrupt, but it's the same thing. It's no, like all, all these all these uh, topics come up. It's like, oh, the CMA says this, regulators say that. It's like, you know, we, we like talking about Xbox stuff, and, like, everybody's excited about certain things. And, right. You know, and just in the industry in general. But, like, you know, the deal was announced in, what, mid-January, and we're coming yeah. up to December. Yeah, a whole like, year talking about it. And it's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to annoy everybody tuning in, you know, with, like, oh, this no, little bit of information. You know this little bit of information here and there because it's like is it really you know that big of a deal this little bit here this little bit here you know sometimes it's really not but you know some some other shows go into like you know they just go really well, heavily on it yeah Hulk yeah legality he's great but you know he really details it but i just yeah. like as a gamer like you know i'm sure even even both sides you know we, we like talking about games or you know this and that but like there's just the whole you know this this guy making tweets or CMA phase one phase two, but you know all these things that come out. It's like wow. It's like you know I don't even like I don't even like the back and forth that Sony and Xbox. You know are, the, yeah. you know you're seeing you're seeing that side, but you know like just like I said, I just hope uh, I hope they get some kind of decision or whatever uh, you know sooner rather than later because yeah uh, it's been since January yeah and Xbox. I mean has had a light year yeah. too in general so yeah. it's like even double that you know this is like what we have to talk about yeah, yeah. It, it, it is that fatigue of like talking about like it's like yeah we're not regulars i'm not a lawyer i don't know any of this i could just make yeah. assumptions and uh you know it's it's kind of like when i was talking to 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 my co-host kyle about it a few weeks back or like two weeks ago i think it was he's just like man i don't know man i'm just tired <laughs> just tired of talking <laughs> like it could be something else. It's like, mm -hmm. I wish. I yeah. just wish. Yeah. You know? I mean, 
I think Xbox fans, we're all just we're all just dug in. We 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 just want we just want to win, you know. Like we all we all know how this year's been going. It's a bit dry on the AAA games, and I, I think we're all just we keep hearing the promises of 2023 and how great it's going to be. Like you know, like we're all just excited. We all just want it to happen. So yeah. I think that's why. And even the other even the other side, then the naysayers. They're also dug in. They also want this thing to fail yeah. just, just to make fun of us. So of course. at this point, it's just like every side doesn't want to hear about it anymore. But we also yeah. have, we're, it's we also we're still staking it now. It, like we, yeah. we, we're all invested in it now, like it or not. Sick of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there too, definitely. I, I want the deal to go through. Um, but, you know, obviously Xbox probably definitely has a, a plan B. I definitely don't think uh, I like I said. I my heart of hearts is, is I do feel like the deal will go through. Um, there might be some stuff that uh, you know uh, podcasts or you know Xbox fans don't like uh, because uh, there's going to be some consent decrees, um, and, and it might and it might span more. It might span past Call of Duty. It might involve other IPs. Which for me, listen. At the end of the day. Uh, I think that if it's on Game Pass, then uh, I'm happy because it directly affects me. And uh, you know, where else, wherever else you want to do, I, I don't care. Uh, I think that that's fair. And um, like I said, if you remember the beginning of this, there were so many Xbox fans saying, "Oh, Phil's weak." You know, he's you know, uh, he's key, you know, this is your chance to have an exclusive. It wouldn't be right to be to to really exclude, uh, you know, uh, this 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 has been now how many games over the years the online community, uh, you know, you see how big it is. Uh, it's a little different when you're talking about that first Bethesda games, which aren't as big. And like you said, somebody said that just this week probably, you know, could be more revenue than Bethesda's made and whatever. Uh, you know, but it's just different, 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 different situations. But uh, honestly, uh, I don't have any kind of problems with, to be honest, any crash or, you know, maybe new IPs I could see being smart to be exclusive, uh, you know. Um, but uh, like a game like World of Warcraft uh, 2, if that ever came out, you know, or um, what other, a crash uh, you know, I could, I don't have any problems with Spyro, that. Spyro, all that, yeah. Spyro, yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus, um, it's a huge win for Xbox gamers. Like, sorry, my, for some reason, my mic switched to a different mic right when I was talking, but um, it's a win for Xbox gamers in general. Like, if this does go through, you know, you're getting, whether or not it's exclusive, you're getting a huge infusion into your Game Pass subscription. So, your yeah. value of that thing's just going to get ridiculous. Even if they have to increase the price a little, price. you're getting a steal. I keep telling people, like, why do you care so much about these games that were formerly multi-platform games? Why, why do you care so much if they suddenly go exclusive when you're being handed to them at no additional cost to what you're already paying? Like, yeah. wh why does it matter, like, that much? Like, I get that we wanted a bigger single-player uh, portfolio, and Bethesda made total sense, and so did the ones that the, the acquisitions made in like what 2017 through 19 right like that made mm -hmm. sense but like this is a different animal like what is it what does it really really matter right like 
is it just like like just who who cares? Just put them everywhere. But as long as I'm not having to pay for them any more than I'm already paying, it's, it's going to be great. Um, yeah. And yeah. we did have a question in chat. Someone asked me where were the regulators in 2017 regarding like the the delistings of all the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, I can tell you where the regulators were. The regulators were uh, we had worldwide conservative governments with regulation regulators that didn't care. That's that's where they were, right? Like it, some of the most egregious acquisitions of all time made it through between 2016 and 2020. There is no yeah. reason uh, Disney should have been able to buy Fox. Yep. None. Like and you want to talk then, about there was concessions there. Yeah, there were concessions there. Concessions. There. Yes. Yeah, they had to get rid of uh they had to spin off Fox um uh, the Fox Sports because they didn't want uh, Disney yeah, to own yes. that and ESPN. Yep. Um. Well, Disney didn't want Fox News. They already made them no. spin that off. Um. But uh, like, it, you know. But th that's where it was. And the, the, what what changed in between now and then? Well, the world basically switched its political alignment. Now, now I'm not going to get into politics here. I don't want to. You yeah. want you want that? You can follow me on Twitter. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you there about it. Yeah. But, like, that's the difference in the regulatory agencies. That's why the regulators have a little bit more teeth right now. Because if you want to look at political trends, the more conservative a government is, the less the regulators interfere with anything. Doesn't mean they don't. just means it's less. And then when you move to a more liberal side of things, the, the more regulation you have and the more control is put on it. And, that again, that's just how governments worldwide just kind of operate right and right now we're in a worldwide a, a quite liberal state of the world which is why the regulators are they, they feel a little bit more empowered because they have the backings of their governments and that's just how it is yeah um and so like where was uh where was you know the regulators? There are some things that I think the regulators. Should, I, I think that there are some things that all of the companies in gaming have done that regulators should have slapped their wrists on. Whether it be stuff with like uh, the the quality control of controllers from all three companies, that right? Sucks. They should have been they should have been slapped back and forth by the the, the regulators mm -hmm. for for stuff like that. Um, and so where were the regulators? I, I'm actually. I know it's really annoying that we have to keep talking about this. I hate this conversation, personally. We've talked about it so many times. But I, I would rather have the regulators be a little bit more active so that actual nonsense doesn't happen. And even if we have to talk about shit like this over and over again, like, there are some, like, Nintendo put out that thing today or a couple days ago that, like, if you're rude to their staff, now, granted, don't be freaking rude to the staff. But if you're being rude to their staff, they won't repair your stuff. That's a big no-no. If you buy a product, the company is <laughs> oh, no. repair it. Real for talk, you. real talk. Uh, I worked. In, I worked in retail. Uh uh Listen, you're, if you're a dick, if you're a dick, <laughs> right? But uh -uh. set up the yeah. process to be automated so that if your controller's broken, it's an automated oh, process and it comes back. You, need, be, yeah. you don't just not repair the product. It'd you know, like, that's a big no-no. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. What was that? Well, let's be honest, though. We all kind of think, you know, if, if someone's an asshole to you, you don't want to really want to help them either. I, I, I absolutely agree, and that's why your your solution to the problem is automated systems, so you don't <laughs> have to deal with the people. I, as someone, I, I'm a system admin worker who who does ticket based work for like 60 percent of their day. I know how bad the scum of the earth can be. 
Um, I, I have been yelled at by people who are below my pay grade, who, who, who are, who are, who think that the because they've been at this organization longer that they, they, but even though my job title is actually higher than theirs, and it's, it's, it's ludicrous. So I, I get people being rude, but like, that there are things that there are solutions that you can come to that aren't good solutions, like in a legal manner, right? And that that's mm. one of them that I expect a regulator to slap them in this liberal in the the, the liberal based regulation world we live in in 2022. Yeah, um, I wonder and, what and, their next play is. Oh, yeah. no, go <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now, if this acquisition had been proposed in 2018, there would have been no questions about it at all. Yeah, which Agreed. for good or bad, that that's a good thing. I agree. Or no, um, yeah, it's smaller than the Fox. Purchase. And if if, smaller, yeah. if this had gotten passed in 2018 and Bethesda was purchased after, I think there would be more scrutiny on Bethesda. Yep, yep. Exactly. You know. mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, and the EU outlook didn't like there was an actual person from the EU on Twitter who talked about the deal. It was not, a it was a person that that is not involved in the actual. No, no, no. There was another one. There was one who was actually involved and was had a nice a statement. And they ended up basically saying <laughs> that, like, look, we don't see the deal going through without concessions, and most of it's going to revolve around Call of Duty. But if those concessions are made, we see the, the we see the deal easily yeah. going through. Oh yeah, that, that, that was, was what yeah. was said. That right? was the yeah I read that that was uh, I think it was an Italian. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they basically and, said. We do not foresee this passing without some types of this. The I had said that earlier, but yeah, yeah that was yeah. from. But that makes sense. Listen, yeah. I think many is- people have said that there's going to be some decrees, yeah. consent decrees. But listen, it's a seventy billion dollar deal, and uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna, This is about par for the course the, for a deal that size. And that's why I warn Xbox fans who maybe, like you said, dug in, uh, General, uh, dug in and, and, you know, all, you know, definitely want it. There is a possibility that the deal, just because of the size of it, because the size of Xbox, um, you know, they, they go sour on it. I, I don't foresee that happening. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, listen, uh, it's gotten a little messy on the UA side. I have to recommend. Lena Khan and, and the FTC, uh, they're doing it professional. This has been, no, you haven't heard a peep. They very well could have some real, then I'm sure they do because they're in the phase two as well. But, you know, you really, you know, for this stuff to be splattered across Twitter uh, is kind of um, jarring. And uh, I don't think that, uh, uh, you know, they were planning on that. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see their next move if, if yeah. this didn't go through. Like yeah, Microsoft that's the thing. <laughs> it, it won't be, you know, it's not going to... I would think that you'd see some real, you know, you'd see some... I think you'd see the... Uh, I think you'd see some moves real quick, maybe especially within Bracer Group. Uh, you know, how they... I think that's very odd. Or I think it's not odd. That's not the word. I think it's very... Um, there's definitely something going on where you know they're actively sending developers over um, to help on a, on a game, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But again, guys, like this is something that we could probably go on and on about. But it's just interesting that again, this whole like more stuff with going on with the whole Xbox Activision stuff with e regulators. And again, hopefully we learn more soon. Obviously, more time needs to pass. But uh, you know, the gears are in motion. The gears are in motion. But speaking of which, speaking about gears, guys, let's move on to our last topic. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna segue into something. Uh, the past week saw the 16th anniversary of Gears of War. And to celebrate it, Netflix has announced that it has partnered with the Coalition to adapt the Gears of War franchise into a live-action feature, and well, as well as an adult animated series. Now, there's no word of a cast yet, but hey, we can only begin to speculate on that. And... Hey, I'm pretty excited, to be honest with you. I've wanted to see the Gears of War IP. Uh, I was kind of curious what they were going to do. We've seen uh, Halo expanded into a TV show and, you know, different offshoots. But Eric Shockley, pal, I mean, I'll lead off with you on this one. What do you think of the announcement, uh, Gears getting, uh, like, a full-length, uh, basically, film? Is this something that you'd be interested in checking out on Netflix? Uh, definitely, Um uh... Yeah, the the live action I'll be interested in that goes because obviously we've seen Halo. I mean, some of the special or some of the fight scenes look, I would say, pretty good or decent on the Halo. That wasn't its issue. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I, and I don't think they'll have that much because they can probably use. I mean, they probably won't use like practical stuff, but you know, they definitely can with like some of the suits or the goriness that they're gonna have to uh you know probably chainsaw on somebody in half that's got to be in there so Absolutely. As we you know if you saw dawn of the dead you know where they had the awesome chainsaw scene yes <laughs> like they can they can definitely do that and look make it look uh pretty sick because that's got to be in there but um i'm definitely excited to see it um as far as the uh the live action although i don't know how they're gonna i don't know what their plan is as far as like if they're gonna take different group of uh people um so this way they're not like you know hey how do we replace uh marcus phoenix you know persona because obviously i know dave batista says he wants to do it also the, like the voice the guy that does the voice it's so iconic so the well it's that's easier the to get question that master chief that's the question though i mean would they do it uh would they do it even uh mm-hmm. pre uh, like Marcus Phoenix, you know, would they go a little earlier? Would they go later? Oh, okay. Right? It, it depends yeah, guess, what what era. Yeah, I guess that would work. But if if they did do just like the like start from like the first Gears of War one game, I, I kind of feel like I'd still he might be obviously too old, <laughs> but like I couldn't see somebody else doing Coltrane other than uh, I forget the actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff, she but plays him. yeah, yeah um because like that's iconic so if he could maybe pull it off i don't know at this point if had they done the movie like you know a decade ago you probably could because he was still from the last time i saw him you know keeping up like in good shape i don't know what you know (laughs) but that was years ago so um i'd probably be more excited for the animated series because i guess yeah they obviously said it was going to be like an adult animated series probably like like they did with you know uh castlevania where it's going to be you know mature gory you know um and then you can do a lot more with that would love to see like some of the early stages kind of like where you had like the animatrix where it showed you like what happened before the matrix 
so shows kind of like the uh, uh i'm trying to think of the 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 oil that the pin was it the pendulum wars i think it was called yeah. um before like emergence day like you could lead into that and make it a compelling story or show us like emergence day and like you know from write a good story you know showing kind of like that early stuff that we never got to see that would be you know compelling to fans that probably i'm sure there's books on the games but people that didn't read <laughs> books off the gears of war series that'd be cool because we haven't seen that so um i would definitely probably be even more excited for that than the live action but it would be cool to see what they can pull off for live action for gears of war because just the amount of gore i don't know if they're gonna go that, that hardcore um even doing that in the animated because they'll not worry about it because it's all just you know anime so there's ton of bloody but the amount of gore but no there's things like the terrifier too so if they can show that <laughs> on my, my xbox if anyone's seen that i'm sure they can get away with any uh the gears of war goreness on netflix so yeah. no but yeah i'm excited so hopefully uh it works out hopefully they cast the right people because that's the other thing <laughs> i wouldn't want them just cast it like they did like with uh, like I'm just thinking back to like the Doom movie that <laughs> was terrible. Movie. I just feel like they might go down this right, just get like some big, bulky guys that maybe aren't the best, you know, with the acting chops, and then it's just not because those voice actors, the guys that did those characters, like are really good at what they do. So yeah, who, you know, can need can whoever they cast <laughs> pull it off? So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, like again, I'm very curious to see. Uh, obviously, I've seen Microsoft and Xbox be a little more expansive in their uh, wanting to put the IP out on other mediums. Obviously, Halo. Uh, there's a Minecraft film and development, if I'm not mistaken, with Warner Brothers. Uh, Grounded is getting something as well. Uh, actually, uh, animated could... with Netflix. Yeah, with Netflix. That's correct. Uh, Fallout has an Amazon show in uh, currently in the works. Uh, they're filming that. Uh, second season of uh, Halo as well with Paramount. Uh, yeah, they got their hands on a lot of things right now. They want to be uh, creative with their IPs. Uh, Crusader, I mean, uh, I don't know. What's your take on this? I mean, you know, it's pretty adventurous with the IP, but uh, is this something that you'd be looking forward to? So, the live action film based on Netflix's track track record with live-action content, where basically the only adaptation they've made that's live-action that's any good is The Witcher, I am not holding my breath that the live-action movie will be good at all. I'm not excited for it. If it's good, I will watch it. But I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not um, excited for the live-action. Now, conversely, that animated series, I am stoked for right 100%. because netflix yep. has had fire adaptations in the um uh in the animated section both mm -hmm. things that they funded to bring over to the united states and do the dubs and stuff for from from like like an anime perspective like seven deadly sins was fantastic i'm not a big anime guy but i did watch that and i liked it but then you have castlevania which was great you have um Arcane. Arcane, the, the League of Legends phenomenal. game. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that, like, that came out of nowhere, and yeah. 
I couldn't believe what I was seeing with the reviews of it. Like, I I still have to finish it, but like my, some of my friends who don't care about League of Legends at all, like I don't care about League of Legends at all, but like some of my friends who don't care about it all, it's like this is fa fantastic, right? I had no same. idea that League of Legends had a world this cool. Um, yeah, big same, big same. And uh, Edge Runners, the 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 most recent one, the Cyberpunk one, it was mm -hmm. excellent too. Right, that they, they they teamed up with CD Projekt Red and I forget which anime studio to make that animated one-off of a uh, um, cyberpunk, and then they had the animated Witcher show. I think it's called uh, Nightmare of the Wolf. It was it wasn't a show; it was a movie, an animated movie starring young Vesemir. Um, oh, I did not see that. It is, it's not as good as the other things we just mentioned, right? But it is mm -hmm. good. It it is worth the watch, right? It's like. If I, if I was to give it a number and, like, those are, like, in the nines or high eights, this one would be in the low eights, maybe high sevens. Like, worth your time, but, yeah. like, not not insane, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I really liked it. We watched it the one day. I thought it was really, really well done. If you're a fan of, like, The Witcher games, I think you'll really like the show. Or the, it's not a show. It's, it's, it is a one-off movie. Um, but, yeah, um, really excited for that animated show. Um... And I, this is a trend we're seeing more and more around the ind industry in general, because it's a way to create a like secondary revenue stream from IPs you own and maybe aren't exceptionally active or are in between like a development cycle or things like that. Um, we just saw uh, a couple days ago, Dragon Age had a Netflix animated show announced. Correct. Yeah. And that looks like it's going to be really cool. There were, there's rumors of a Elder Scrolls uh, live action show, trying to be picked up somewhere. Uh, that was, those are from like a year or so ago. We haven't heard anything about that. Same thing. We haven't heard anything about the, the rumored uh, Mass Effect show that is supposedly being pitched. Um, uh, there was big rumors going on around that, and then what's his name? The guy who is was the Witcher. He's not anymore. Uh, Superman. Um, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill posted you. a picture of himself reading a script, but he used really bad blurring tools to blur it, and people were able to unblur it, and it was literally just the Wikipedia page for Mass Effect 3. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know, there there is a, a huge interest in gaming in general to get these IPs into what's called a transmedia state, where they, they're across media, yep. right? The um, And... It's not shocking to me because it's it's a huge way to to make more money off of the things you already own, just in different ways to different audiences, right? Because like my mom, she's a gamer. She plays mobile games. She's not like us. She doesn't play. She's not out here playing God of War, or Halo, or Pokemon or stuff like that, right? But she she plays games on her phone. I'm getting her iPad so that she can have a little bit more fun with them. But uh, yes. you know, but. She watched The Witcher. I, I, I had to, I, I convinced her over. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta try The Witcher. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You'll love it. You like Henry Cavill. You'll love it. She's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's about that game, and I don't know anything about the game. And then she watched it, and she was like, this, is, I, I can't. She, she watched both seasons back to back, and she's like, I have to wait. <laughs> she was devastated I mean, when she heard about Henry Cavill leaving. And, so and like, real talk, Crusader. Yeah. Same thing with my brother with The Last of Us. Same like, exact thing. Is he gonna watch the show? He he watched the trailer to the show. Oh, okay. And he was just like, "Oh, I need to play game to catch up." Yep. And so when people are like, "Why why did they make the PS5 version of this game?" It's, it's for my brother. Yeah. It's, it's for your brother. It's for, it's for, the, it's for the show. Yeah. Yep. And he and he was just like, "Joe, that was one of the the best games I've ever played." I'm like, "I've been telling you this 
for well, 10, almost 10 years, Dan. And, and we saw what happened with Cyberpunk, right? Everyone saw the Steam charts for Cyberpunk. It, it's not as obvious on console because they, we don't we aren't able to like track live. Oh, they how many exploded! Players they exploded! Yeah, they exploded for like a week straight, and it kept breaking its concurrent players like yeah. at once. It, it was insane, and it was it was all over the Steam charts for weeks. This is why they do it, right? Because you can build an audience that hasn't played your game by dropping it in a media form that appeals to more people and that's also the, the the concept behind the cloud gaming right the cloud gaming targets people like my mom in the same way but it's to get those kind of game experiences on someone's cell phone right yeah and we were talking about i think we were talking about it earlier with like persona 5 right the the, the turn-based games are going to be the big the biggest winners in, in that space because they actually work well on a phone right the, the input latency doesn't matter they can be touch enabled pretty easily stuff like that um and we're going to see more and more of this where games are going to go to new mediums because it grows the IP, it grows the game, and the game grows, and now more people are interested in the show, and now the show is made more interested in the game. and it, it, It's this positive feedback loop so long as you have good entries in both looking at... Well, and the, and the Halo show made a lot of people interested in Halo. It just didn't make the Halo fans themselves happy, so it didn't, ha it didn't complete the loop. <laughs> but, like... I mean, I know I know some people who liked the Halo show who know nothing about Halo, right? And I'm like, well, it's not you play the games. The games have a better story. You'll like the games more. But like, they got the games and started playing them. Why? Because they watched the Halo show, and that that's the whole concept behind this. And I, I have a feeling that they are going to try and time this around the launch of the next Gears of War game. Why? Yeah. Because you can make both. They both advertise for each other. You you create mm -hmm. marketing synergies, and I, I expect this to happen all over the energy. It's, it's why it's happening with... I, I guarantee the Dragon Age anime was supposed to come out at the same time as the game, right? Yeah. I have a feeling the game internally was supposed to be this year. It's definitely not this year. Um, we'll be lucky if it hits next year, but, like, you know, that that's the whole strategy, is, is yeah. make these things and make the IP stronger and make money where you couldn't make money before. Yeah, that's that's nope. the number one with all of this, man. Because like, nope. I'm thinking about <laughs> Halo. This yeah. is something. As long as we don't have that situation, like pr production houses matter. So I think that that's a that's the first thing. I know there's there are people like in the chat right now that are just like, oh, Netflix's movies they're very hit or miss to say the least, right? Um, though their animation house is spectacular, and so it really comes down to you know, who is producing this film? Who's, who's behind the scenes working it? Um, because that stuff matters. Like, when people talk about the Twisted Metal show that's in production, it's at Peacock. I do not expect that show to be good whatsoever because Peacock is not great. It's not known for its quality, right? It's just known for The Office. So when I take uh, something like Netflix, I'm like, well, why is this Why is this happening? Why Netflix? Well, because Microsoft, uh, you know, helped them put in that ad tier uh, at, at Netflix. So, like, this is probably part of their deal that they're making microsoft wants that transmedia again other companies are doing it you see the expansion into mobile you're going to see the expansion into cinema and tv uh, there are audiences out there that are willing to give nerdy ass shit a shot now so let's take that shot while we can and let's deliver them good media and at the same exact time there are excellent writers uh, directors that have now been raised and brought up by video games.
that are able to translate it perfectly or, 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 or better um, than previous, right? So I think that's, that, those are things to consider. So for me, like, I'm apprehensive about the Netflix stuff because for me, Netflix is very hit and miss as of late. Mm-hmm. But I love Gears of War. Guys, Gears of War is one of my favorite franchises of all time. I love that franchise dearly, and I want to see it translated well because yeah like the pendulum wars that would be cool to cover in an anime right seeing the emergence uh, seeing e-day just there happen like the first 20 minutes you understand what's going on that's awesome like all that excites me like to me like the perfect director for this role would be like Zack snyder give him this bloody gruesome war movie i bet he'd he'd be absolutely down for it like Give me something that has artistic integrity uh, that is going to build off the source mis- source material, respect that source material, and not take off goddamn Master Chief's helmet. I'm so upset about that still. At least, so, we like, were, at least we're not Resident Evil fans. It could I mean, be uh, worse. It can it always be. be worse. I don't know. And that's the thing oh, to be I heard worried about, about that. man. Uh. That's, yeah, like, yeah, they've, they've had, like, Netflix has had their wins and losses in the video game realm. So it, it does it does make me a little apprehensive, but I love Gears. I really want to see this work, and it gets more people into the franchise. Like you know, you mentioned your mother, my brother. Now he's the beautiful thing about watching my brother play The Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two is he's playing these games without Twitter ruining it for him. So like he's going into it fresh, and he's loving his experience with it because it he doesn't care about the spoilers right it's all it's all new to him and he's just excited because he sees last of us he knows i love it he knows he he loves hbo content so this is going to be up his wheelhouse and so i really do feel like production houses matter where you're putting these things matter so i'm optimistic i want to see this do well i want to see you know josh brolin as marcus phoenix let's let's do it i'm all, I'm all in on this but I'm, I'm I'm apprehensive, so I'm all in. But I'm apprehensive. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I like I like what I hear, but let's see. Let's let's just wait and see, because it is it is Netflix. I <laughs> know, <laughs> and I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, General MLD, buddy. I mean, I know you're a pretty big Gears fan. Uh, I know you got the huge uh, Lancer at home and whatnot. Um, what's your take on this? Are you excited about uh, this uh, partnership with uh, the Coalition and Netflix and these shows getting announced? Or show and film, I suppose? Well, yeah, I'm actually excited about the animated one. As you know, the other panel mem- members said, Netflix is actually good with those. I feel like uh, with an animated show, you, you can better portray like the lore and the universe as it should be. Whereas live action, you're kind of constrained with budgets and, you know, casting and whatnot like that. So I'm excited for that. The live action one, I'm sorry. I was burned by Halo pretty badly. Uh, And I I, kind of feel like Netflix, yeah, they do have a bad track record record with these things. Whether it's, you know, uh, bad casting or disregarding the lore, uh, things like that. A lot of things just to make it more modern audience compatible and not you know make it more for the fans or keeping the true soul of the ip intact so i mean i'm happy to be disappointed i hope it's true <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm not holding my breath for it if i had to guess 
uh, I think like to, to do locusts on the uh, to do locust on, on this on the screen, it would either be like bad CG or it'd be like really really good costume work. But I feel like either way, you can't really show too much of that. I feel, so I do feel like uh, E Day or the days leading up to E Day would be the best thing because it's mostly a human cast. So yeah, it's just you know basically just humans on human uh, violence right there. You set up the characters, whatnot, and maybe like maybe like the season one finale could be like Emergence Day or like the, maybe a couple episodes left in the season, something like that. But that's what I'm speculating because just just to keep your budget relatively good and not have to do a bunch of CG locusts and all that kind of stuff. So keep it human actors only. But even then, uh, I'm giving these guys way too much credit because again, it's Netflix, <laughs> Paramount, Netflix. It's all it's all the same to me in terms of live action. But yeah, yeah. I, I am looking forward to the live action to the sorry the animated one anime one as far as casting goes um I think the actor who played Coltrane on a hold how old he is if he's like a decent age still if, if he can still pull it off I think he should be picked still as far as Marcus Phoenix I mean hey Batista, Batista he's making a big case for it I mean hey why not like anybody can wear a do-rag right he's pretty jacked he can fit Marcus's build pretty well uh, otherwise, I got no, I got no real preference for casting. Just, uh, yeah, just as a fan of of Halo, of Gears, like, like Gears actually has a lot of novels uh, to to basically in between the games. I got those. I read them all. So I, I know like what the lore and universe is all about. Just keep the soul intact. That's all I really want. And if you can do that, then yeah, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll say my my positive word of mouth. So, but hey. We'll, we'll see. All right. All right. Very fair points. Very fair points. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, a Paramount's treatment of uh, Halo myself. Uh, could not get into that at all. thought it was a violation of the series personally. But hey, if some people liked it, so be it. Um, You'll know better. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Uh, now, to round this out, Centurion Pal. I mean, obviously, we're talking about... Uh, uh, live action adaptation and an animated uh, version of Gears of War coming from Netflix. Uh, hearing some excitement, some caution. Uh, I don't know. Are you looking forward to this? What's your take? I have a big take. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, let's just first off, just kind of start off here. Um, I've been saying this for a long time that Microsoft and the rest of the gaming industry has really taken notice uh, the strides that PlayStation has made with uh, the, the, well, the strides that Sony has made uh, with their brands that they have under their umbrella, um, especially when it comes to Sony Pictures. And, you know, we've seen how Spider-Man, we've seen Uncharted go on the silver screen. Uh, we see how God of War... Um, is like a lot of the movies I mean the movies a lot of the games that PlayStation does are like these cinematic experiences and you know like other people like I'm sorry the best way um, how was it said that the best um, the best gratitude you could receive is when somebody starts to emulate you or do the same thing as you um, and that's where, you know, Sony has really carved out a niche for themselves in being gaming entertainment. And they and now we've seen uh, CD Projekt Red do this with Netflix and their show. 
Um, and this is reminiscent of what Net um, Netflix, what Microsoft wanted to do back in the 2013 era with Donnie D and the Magic Hand Wave. Here's the Xbox One. You know, freaking, uh, we all remember that the Xbox One was supposed to originally come out as a as a device to not only game on, but to supplement your con your consumption of entertainment. And that's where they wanted to do, um, I think it wasn't it called like Microsoft Studios or something like that, where they were yeah. trying, Remedy actually used this studio to create, um, oh my God, Quantum Break. The, that was the direction they were wanting to go. That's why Quantum Break had this like cinematic experience involving uh, the actor who played Iceman in the original X-Men movies um, and one of the actors from Lord of the Rings. I mean, it was actually, in my opinion, a really good show. Um, I had fun playing Quantum Break. Uh, I'm excited for what's going on with this whole situation. Um, you know, I'm at least just to put it out there, you know, we see Microsoft wanting to do a deal with Netflix on Gears of War for a live action movie and an animated show. They're also trying to do an animated version of Grounded. We've seen Halo over on Paramount. We're also going to see Fallout, the television show on Prime Video through Amazon. And we're going to cap it off with an animated Minecraft. Uh, I don't know if it's a movie or a television show that's going to be done by Warner Brothers. So uh, Microsoft has actually gone and pretty much leased out a lot of IPs to appear everywhere. Um, when it comes to what's going on with Netflix and the Gears of War exclusively, um, I know everybody really had their reservations about Gears of, I mean, Gears of, not Gears of War, Halo, because of how they really changed the lore. And I always, um, I, we even chatted about this stuff after the show about how they're going to rewrite stuff based on trying to get new, con like new consumers of the content to want to tune in. And sometimes lore goes out the window. And th yeah. the reason why I'm bringing this up is we all remember Rod Ferguson, the old head studio, uh, head director of the coalition he warned us that there was talks of a Gears of War television show. Originally, um, HBO was supposed to be the one that did uh, Halo, and Showtime was supposed to do Gears of War. Now we see Paramount was the ones who ended up with um, Halo, and Gears of War is now going to finally settle on Netflix. But one thing Rod Ferguson said in his interview um, was that this this is not going to be lore they the original concept for the gears of war movie or te uh, television show was supposed to be here's the gears of war franchise have fun with it and you're not going to be like shackled down to follow lore now i really do hope with dave batista wanting to do uh marcus phoenix this is going to go down the road of exposing people to the stories of uh, Marcus Phoenix and uh, hopefully, like you guys said, the emergent wars, uh, really getting people interested in. I mean, like everybody knows Master Chief. You could stick Master Chief anywhere, uh, you know, a, a cosplayer. You could stick a cosplayer of Master Chief anywhere and everybody would know that it's Master Chief. 
when was the last time you saw a cosplayer on the side of like the New York Strip or out in Vegas on on the Strip cosplaying as Marcus Phoenix? You don't see that too often because Marcus Phoenix and the Gears of War franchise is not a very well-known franchise outside of gaming. And that's where I'm excited because now we're going to be able to bring in people that, I mean, bring in new consumers that are going to totally want to know more about the Gears of War universe. And I'm not going to totally throw Netflix out the window and say, ah, pfft, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They know how to do creature effects. We've seen this in uh, Stranger Things with the Demigorgons. They've done excellent CG effects in doing the Upside Down. We've also seen them do actually a very well-done CG slash actual actor in a suit or, you know, like costume with Vecna. So they actually do have people that work for Netflix in the production side that know how to create decent creature effects to actually maybe do the locusts on a, a proper scale. But that's where, at least in my opinion, to do that, they need to approach the Gears of War movie with the same love and, and dedication that has been poured into Stranger Things when it comes to nurturing that show. Um, the funny part is about nature, uh, Stranger Things is they never really expected that show to go past season one. And the fact that um, the guys who originally wrote Stranger Things are going to be able to go full circle and actually do the fifth and final season like they wanted to uh, because the original, the original concept was for Stranger Things was to be five seasons, and they're actually going to get that. So Netflix knows doing doing movies like this or television shows can work. Um, I just really hope that they are going to give it uh, a proper chance and not half-ass it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's a fair statement. Like, again, I understand there were some comments in the chat and obviously uh, on the panel. Uh, like, again, I'm kind of 50-50 with Netflix. Um, I want to see a little more quality from them well and... You know, I mean, you, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's more like, what do you do if you're in Netflix's position? You see what Amazon is doing with the Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're also adapting Fallout. They, you know, we've already seen stuff like, you know, little sneak peeks and clips of that. So we know there's going to be some polish and quality behind Fallout. We've seen what, ha what Paramount did with uh, Halo, even though that, even though Halo did not meet the fans' expectations when it came to lore, there was still some polish to it. Um, that's where, do, like that, that's where Netflix is now at this impasse of: do we hit the same mark of quality as our competitors, or do we half-ass it? And I really do think for this to work in the long run in Netflix's favor, don't half-ass it. Because we've already seen that Netflix has had a lot of uphill struggles when it comes to just the direction that they built their platform on, on leasing content from other guys and putting it on there. And then all of a sudden those guys like Disney open their own storefronts and they have Disney Plus and now that content is slowly disappearing from Netflix. Yeah. Netflix has a chance to reinvigorate interest in the netflix brand and saying this could be another home for where video games can have a chance to shine 
other than somewhere on a video game screen with a controller in your hand. And that's where I really hope Netflix is willing to compete on the same level as the Amazon primes and the, the, the paramount TVs to, to basically be like, yo, if you guys are going to half ass it, then you, then you're going to be known as the company to not go to if with anything that you really want to succeed with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Netflix has been very curious with gaming as well. Obviously, you know, they bought a few studios, they have, smaller ambitions uh when it comes to gaming but you know they do have a, a growing interest there so you know it's just natural that they want to uh see what uh, you know partner up with uh, a few different publishers and uh you know get some uh, shows going so hey you know what i'm again i'm just curious to see how this will work out and again i hope for the best but uh, time will tell on that one uh anything else guys before we uh start closing off the show Yes, no. Okay. All right. I think on that, it's about time we start winding things down tonight. And I got to say, guys, I had a blast uh, chatting with everybody on the panel. I mean, we talked about God of War, Ragnarok, uh, more about the whole EU Xbox uh, talk. And, hey, Gears of War getting a Netflix adaptation. That's pretty exciting. And to all of you that came in to listen tonight, hey, it was great having you all here. And uh, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, then please consider uh, liking the show and sharing this out. Also, uh, sub to the channel if you're a new face here, because, hey, we would love to have you stick around. Now, over to the outros, uh, starting off with our guest, Joseph Moran, Mr. Babbitt himself. Hey, buddy, it was great having you on here tonight. I really enjoyed your thoughts, all your takes, opinions tonight. Where can all these fine people uh, listening in follow you at? Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me, by the way. Yeah, man, it's getting late. Ooh, we I'm going to try to squeeze in some God of War, I think, before I go to go to bed. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the plan. But no listen, one can fault you there. No one can fault you. Can't. can't. Uh, but listen, you can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit over on Twitter, as long as that still exists. Uh, and you can find PS, I'm sorry, you can find the Trophy Room at PS Trophy Room on Twitter as well. It's the real one. We don't have a badge. We're humble about it. Uh, you can find the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, our motto there is everybody's welcomed. Everyone. Uh, you know, we have a ton of Xbox fans that listen to us. Uh, that is their favorite PlayStation podcast because we try our best not to dive into the console war. We don't like it. <laughs> we love them all. We want them all to succeed. We're all about celebrating the developers and the people that make these experiences. So you can fi follow the Trophy Room on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can find the trophy room there. And guys, thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Guys, check them out. Check out the show, uh, Trophy Room. Sounds like a great place. Right. Next, uh, moving on to the TXR regulars. Uh, Tim Dog had to sign out early, but you guys know where to find him. XCloud, uh, Tim Dog on Twitter. Uh, General MLD, buddy. Hey, thought you had some really good points tonight. Excellent show. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, thank you. You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, gamertag Ghost MLD. Yeah, had a lot of fun here uh, chatting about all the subjects here and uh, looking forward to next week. Naturally, you got it. Next up, Eric Shockley. Pal, hey, another good one from you. Where can everybody follow you at? 
Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, EasyShock on Xbox Live. But yeah, uh, thanks for everybody that stopped by giving us a update on God of War <laughs> for, for most of us that hadn't played it yet. Um, but yeah, good topics tonight. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some uh, news sooner than, you know, rather sooner than later uh, on the the whole uh, Activision thing, so we can stop talking about it, or stop, start talking about it, and know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and no at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on here. Uh, Crusader, buddy. Hey, another good one from you as well. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter as long as it still exists at Crusader three four five six. I am going to be creating a new pinned tweet there that's going to have links to all my other socials. Because I have been going around and creating brand socials for myself on literally every platform just in Same. case Elon implodes the site because, you know. I'm, I'm, you know what, real talk before we get out of here, I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy that we've, like, broken the Elon, like, facade. It's like, oh, he's actually not that smart, just rich, and he, he was lucky with money, you know? He's smart with some things that obviously ain't running a social media company. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it obviously that. ain't this. Yeah. yeah. Um, stick to electric cars, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and you know. And governments. He's great at those two things. Yep. The rest, not that much. Yeah. 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 You can find me everywhere. You know, I'm here every Sunday night. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation, Crusader 3456. I think Steam, I'm Crusader Lord of the Realm, which is also my, like, main name on, on, uh, on uh twitter but yeah great show tonight i'm very tired because of last night so great show everyone sorry that i'm dying at the end here party animal all right and of course we got centurion arizona buddy hey great show tonight where can everybody find you um, well, real quick, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, really big special thanks to uh, Mr. Badbit, Joseph Moran. Thank you for being here. I had the good fortune to be on another podcast with you, and I've always loved your energy and attitude. I'm, you know, the trophy room for me yeah. is like one of the main places I go to when I want to consume PlayStation uh, based uh, podcasting. Because, I mean, like, dude, I can tune in and I'm not going to hear somebody smashing another platform just to make themselves feel justified in buying a PlayStation, which is something I really love the message you put out there. So for anybody who's never checked out the trophy room, just because it's a PlayStation based podcast, it, it like that's just there's no reason to be biased. You just go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Thank you run you, a really great you. show over there, man. I appreciate, uh, for those, I appreciate the kind words. Oh, no, man. We appreciate you being here and really thank, thank you for, you. you know, taking my DM that night. Um, definitely for those wanting to find me, you can find me at Centurion1307, uh, YouTube, Xbox Live, Twitter, as long as it's there. Um, I'm always thinking about going other places, but maybe that's just because I'm ADHD. Um, but for those who do also want to listen to other podcasts I'm on, uh, you find me right here every Sunday night on TXR, and you can find me on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy uh, when he has time to do the show, and uh, pretty much wherever else I pop up in between then. 
All right, all right. And uh, yeah, just to round out the crew, uh, you guys can find me on uh, YouTube, on my channel, Invader Gaming, and also, hey, on Twitter. I mean, I plan on sticking around. I personally don't think it's going anywhere at Invader underscore 1986. But hey, you can find me. I'm diversified. I am on a lot of other places, such as Mines at Invader Gaming, Bitchute Invader Gaming, parlor a whole bunch of other places i'm everywhere i put myself wherever i can but uh yeah fun chat tonight folks and we are looking forward to our next show so that'd be next sunday later everyone have a good one